Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose? do it. I don't know about you, but I am horny, horny, horny on this Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Finally, it's not 109. It's only a crisp, cool 87 degrees in Los Angeles. My name is Arda Marine coming to you dressed like a Kentucky Fried Chicken employee from my bougie garage. You guys, are you kidding me with this podcast crossover? Are you kidding me? Are you... You guys, it only took five seasons, and we finally have a sister school, okay? Think of us like Harvard. Think of us like Bryn Mawr. And we've hooked up with, like, St. Andrews by the Sea. If you like us, Harvard, Bryn Mawr, you're going to love St. Andrews by the Sea. I consider this our sister podcast. We have two people, two co-hosts extraordinaire with us. I, I can't even believe I got them. I can't believe they're even coming, like zooming to all the way from Marblehead, Massachusetts. It is truly an honor. Can I say, may I just say, it is a freaking honor to have them here. The first person is familiar to all of you. He has been here numerous times. You know him as Jennifer Love Hewitt's best friend on 911. You know him as the host of Throwing Shade, which re- newly renamed themselves to possibly the greatest podcast title ever. And I cannot believe that it was not taken before. It is now, he was the host of Throwing Shade, it is now called Attitudes. Excuse me. <laughs> 
excuse me. He came to play. He brought it. Um, And he is also the host of this podcast that I'm going to tell you about shortly because I need to bring the grand dame. It's the equivalent of having like Elaine Stritch here, okay? But if Elaine Stritch Stritch could give advice. So Brian is now in a carriage house coming to us from Marblehead, Massachusetts, and he is living in the carriage house of this woman. This icon, like Cher, like Diana Ross, um, like the Diana Ross of a, if she was a mass hole who gave advice. And I say that with love. This woman, I consider my spiritual advisor. I consider my fun aunt. I consider somebody that I'm intimidated by and I desperately want to please. And she kills me. I listen to their podcast every week when I drag my ass on my little walks around the neighborhood, dressed like a bumblebee, hiding from everybody. This woman, Rana Glickman, let me just give you, she's the host of Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. These two geniuses dole out advice for free every week, for free. You can, you can email them. You can call them. You can get advice. Here's a little background on Rana. Rana Glickman is a native of Marblehead, Massachusetts. She has been podcasting for nearly a decade and doing seminars at the UCB Theater for years, years before that, bringing her unique sensibility and penchant for animal prints and helping others to nearly everything that she does. I can attest to that. She's wearing a beautiful animal print right now. She's so chic. she's, She's not a doctor. She's not a psychologist. She's not even a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is just a woman of a certain age with fantastic opinions and no legal responsibility whatsoever. You guys have to start listening to this podcast. Every week, they come to you from the carriage house in Marblehead, Massachusetts, because Brian's not allowed in the main house. What do you think? You think she's going to let that... I mean, riffraff in her beautiful home. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Brian, but I've traveled with Brian, and I know I understand her point. (laughs) <laughs> Rana Glickman and her dear friend Brian Safi bring you Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. Together, these podcasting pros dispense real advice to real listeners. This is true. People call them with their real questions, and they touch on the events of the day, all while displaying the exquisite taste and lifestyle that Rana's fans have come to expect and the outrageous humor Brian's listeners know and love for. Can I just say, anytime Rana mentions a product, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, what is this cream? There's. Can I afford this? Is yep. this some, Probably not. But is this on my like wish list? Is this on my treat list? Like I booked a big job. I'm going to go down my list of Rana's products that she likes because she has exquisite taste. Ladies and gentlemen, Rana Glickman. Too much. You're too much. How are you, Rana? It's me and it's my captive, Brian Safi. That's right. How are you doing the pandemic? I mean- I thought we were doing great, but it's so touch and go. There's no, there's no, I mean- the show is ahead. We're yeah. having so much fun in the carriage house. Yeah. But poor Brian has been trapped in my carriage house for months. I've never lived so. a better life. I have to be yeah. honest with you. You do look like your skin is glowing. You look like a beautiful kept man. Well, listen, Ron has got me on the Lancer system for my skin. She's got yeah. me. She doesn't have, she won't let me use her Peloton, but I sort yeah. of imitate it in the background, but I've been losing weight that way. So it's been great. I mean, so you just like, you. well, she rides, you're like air riding behind her. I pretend we're on a unibike or like one of those, you know, bicycle built for two. A tandem. A tandem. Now, Rana, I remember I was so excited that you were excited when you heard it was the oldest bachelorette. You were like, I met. 
Now, oh, oh, I, of course. I mean, no, it just adds so much, such another dimension to the drama. Have you watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette before, Rana? Great I question. Had, I had seen one or two episodes because people were crazy about Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, it's a, that's the most fun show ever. Yeah, so I tried to watch one of those... But I don't even know. Then I watched some other thing, which maybe was The Bachelor or maybe was Love Island. I don't know. Where they where they get all these people that were on previous seasons and they throw them at a resort together. That's paradise. And then all of their legs just get bit up by sand mites. That's paradise. That's paradise. The sand mites are so paradise. So it's somewhere between naked and afraid. Yeah. And the, the the more formal bachelor where they have to wear gowns and things like that. It's naked and, and afraid Ashley of the boner. was on it. Ashley Yacanetti. Ashley I. Ashley Iconetti. Yeah. Iconetti. It was Ashley and Jared, and she was determined she was going to have him. She married him. And she then she, I can't believe they, they got married. He had wanted nothing to do with her. So you saw her like At the eight, beginning of that season. I watched a couple you, of episodes. Did you see when she wrote him an eight-page letter, single-spaced, by hand? No, but that nothing could surprise me less based on the energy that she came into that. Well, they devil with Jared is doing our, our podcast in two weeks. Really? Do you want me to ask him a question? Uh, why did he marry Ashley? <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know what changed his mind. <laughs> you what know, I think it was. Do you think it was that burning intensity of when someone just decides you're the most perfect person on the planet? You're- I mean, there is something to there is something to being wanted more than yeah. anyone oh, else yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And we've met her in person. She is stunning. And I got to tell you what, in person, she's very fun. So yeah. I think when she can just gather herself, yeah. like maybe, maybe she'd started to move on. Maybe because I think she had just done winter games and she had like found a romance with this Canadian guy. So I think it's also somebody thinks you're the be all end all. And then you see that maybe like she's not quite as into you anymore. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you realize that, wait a minute, she was there all along. She was fun. She was cool. She was just too available. So how long after Bachelor in Paradise did they actually get together? It was after Bachelor Winter Games. Katie, how long was that? Like a year? Um, A year and a half? So she went through that whole Bachelor in Paradise season and nothing happened between them. And then they got together again later. Well, yeah, so she, he went on Australia and then he came back and they got back together. He went on Australia and then she did this thing that was basically like the wintertime version of Paradise. And it was, they would have liked to have seen. They they did it in Vermont. They did it in Vermont. Bunny clothes. And they all, they came from all over the world, didn't they? Like Sweden and Canada. Yeah, they're New Zealand. So it was pretty fun. And they really set it up because she is a fun character. So they really basically wanted her to have her happy ending. And there was this guy. She was the the center of that show. Well, I think not officially because it was a group show, but I think they edited. I think they really I think America's always been kind of rooting for her to get. She was Team USA. Yeah. And shows that they had this really hunky Canadian firefighter who was a sweet guy named Kevin. She used to say I'm in Kevin's heaven. And he was the bachelor from Canada and she fell for him. And she, I think, I think she lost her virginity to him. And I think she was like, great. Like I'm moving on. This is nice. Hot oh, she was Canadian. a virgin in all of this. Yeah. She was a virgin. Yeah. That was oh, like I'm, the big storyline. I'm going to have a heart attack. And then I think maybe her moving on was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you're moving on? I think sometimes you've got to like literally 
emotionally cut those cords to have a little bit of game. Like otherwise he had too many, he had the upper hand all the time. And I think she literally had moved on. They also look exactly alike when you get close on their faces, they have the same face. You know what though? Everybody does. Yeah, every oh, they just, you and I have the same face. <laughs> Ryan and I have the same face. Well, every couple, we has, all have the same. Face? We couple? all have the same face. We all look great. We're all looking great. Well, I want to just say, <laughs> here's my assessment coming uh, in Claire's season. Okay, I was not a fan of Claire beforehand. Well, I'm sure that hasn't changed. Well, I want to say this: <laughs> I don't want to go on a road trip with Claire. But here's no. my pitch for you. Don't want to get close to Claire. Here's why I think she's an excellent bachelorette. Oh yeah, because Rana, Ryan, yeah. Katie, Anna's coming. <laughs> she's not here just to become an influencer. She's actually the purity of this woman truly wants a husband. And I, I and I have actually yeah. found that she is so determined to find a husband. She's look, we all know she's a little extra. We all, but I think she's a sweet person who has a lot of damage, who I think she's kind to the guys. And I actually like that you can tell that she hasn't always been the number one pick in the room. I appreciate that she's not the guy that a woman that every guy's been always driven over to get. Like, I like that. She's like, I know how it feels to not be the number one picked. So like, so to see a woman who's beautiful and, you know, had a hard road, I'm going to say, and again, I don't want to go on a road trip with her. If she could just take her extraness up from an 11 down to like a six and a half. Yeah. She would have been a great bachelorette. Brian Safi thoughts on that. I think she's the number one bachelorette of all time. She's great. I I, only because I, 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 yeah. Could I really take it for very long? Like would I be, want to be the person who she debriefs to? Absolutely not. But there oh is God, something she would capture you. She just wants it oh, so yeah. badly. And like the, when they did the love languages and she oh had God. to stand on the and Juliet balcony. Oh. Yeah. She was like, this is, I've always wanted to hear this from men. I wish oh, yes. men would speak like this to me. And then when she, I believed it. I believed it. Yes. I, know. I, know. I fully was like, oh yeah. Every reaction you were having is a genuine one. And it's, you're reacting like an infant would like you just, it's all new to you. She you love loves it. giving out the roses. Oh my loves God. It. And she's sweet to saying, will you, will you accept this rose to uh-huh. them? She now, loves her idea of being in the power position when all she does is give her power away all day long during this show. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. But she we doesn't started, know it. So what's the difference? So we started up. Yeah. She's floating in a pool in a bikini. Last week. She's got a great out, figure. Great figure. Yeah. yeah. And. And you know what? She looks exactly as she looked eight years ago. I, she doesn't look like she got all ready. Like she looked exactly the same. Her face doesn't look different. Like she, she hasn't done weird, like whatever she, she also, did. Whatever happened eight years ago, she decided she loved to wear play suits and rompers and play suits and a one shoulder, a one yeah. shoulder. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering where she even got those fashions and really complicated shorts. Yes. She had a pair of shorts on the Lara Croft ones that were like de- yeah. really designed. It was like pantaloons. Yeah. It was like a pantaloon. But the one she wore to the to the uh, fire ceremony, the fire ceremony, was an off the shoulder romper, with yeah. a, like a charo ruffle. It was like charo by QVC. You want to know where they find yeah. them? I've gone deep diving now, Rana. All have brand new. Do they dress themselves? Or do they have? Do they? I think have a wardrobe you, person. I think when you become the bachelorette, you have let a you go through a rack. Yeah, I think when you're a contestant, BYO yeah. clothes, right? But yeah. when you're and then I think like the final 
Like if you get to flown, now this won't happen because we're in a pandemic, but if you yeah. get flown and you're like one of the final three, I think they th- help you out. They but um, together. But I think for her, now, so there was, this is a very popular look, the off the shoulder romper. There's a company called Revolve that's not actually very affordable. They're like mm-hmm. Amanda the mom. Remember Amanda the mom with the high voice, Brian? I uh-huh. feel like she wore a lot of Revolve, okay. but she was like four foot 11. So like, it was like a tiny little child right like it's yeah. I did feel like she looked I mean look Clara's got a beautiful figure she's a beautiful yep. gal but she's like an adult woman in a baby doll charo romper you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right yeah um so she's flown floating around in the pool blown away by the level of man that is here and then she but she cannot she cannot stay cool. Dale made everything else disappear. I don't know what to do. Is he my future husband? Or is that just excitement? Feeling all these feelings. I need to find out today. All right. What was your reaction? Now, Rana, just so you, this is never normally. The game of it is who are they going to pick? You got to chest your. The beauty of Claire and the tragic downfall of Claire is that she cannot chest her cards and that she literally was like baying at the moon and going into heat on the greeting pad at the at the La Quinta resort. What did you think when you saw that, Rana? As a woman, what advice would you give to her how she behaved seeing Dale? Well, I think what you were saying about her before, I think her greatest. Uh, attribute and her greatest curse is that she's totally stuck at about 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That is her emotional life. So the fact that she could even have that reaction to someone like that, <laughs> as a po- even if she, he was the most go- beautiful person she'd ever seen in her life and he came out of the car and he hugged her and she thought, wow, that guy's <laughs> great looking. Yeah. Even if you had a little bit of a lightning bolt moment, you would think at 39, 19, 29, 39, pick one. 69, pick any, any age. You would think you would at least, there would be some, something in your brain that would say, love the look of this, need to gather more information. Mm. Excite, excited, need to <laughs> gather more information. Brian, what did you think when you saw her reaction last I week? I think that, first of all, I think Dale might be one of the best looking contestants that's ever been on the show. He's it is in a way that's a gorgeous. little too Barbie for me. He looks the, like the, fine young cannibals. He looks just like fine young cannibals. He does yeah. look like fine young cannibals. Just he like it. Etched out of marble. Like he is stunning. He's gorgeous. Uh, in a way that for me, I can't Incredible really legs. compute. Yeah. But you're right. It is a very sort of childish thing to do to be like, oh my God, the hottest guy in the room. And oh my God, he might like me. And he's talking just to me, just to me right now. And I think I want to marry him. It, it is just sort of, look, that I think is I the, met the my pathway husband. to getting burned right there. I say this yeah. as a woman with a dead dad. I wonder how old she was when her father passed. I wonder if she got stuck at a point, like, I wonder if she was, like, 15. I don't know. Mm. Like, I wonder, like, and I say this, I mean, I'm not, like, I just wonder if there was a record scratch and something. Yeah. What do you think? Katie, do you know how old she was? Why did she? Oh, sorry. No, we don't know how old she was. On one public season, she made it sound like she wasn't insanely young. Okay. But on one Pablo season, she was kind of immature too. Like, I remember she was 32, and I thought if I had like just guessed her age based on how she acted, I would have guessed her. Well, also, her great moment that she had with Juan Pablo was sort of, I mean, Juan Pablo was a jerk. Yeah. 
the but that great moment that she had with Juan Pablo was sort of like, okay. <laughs> you know, she's so, you know, yeah. she, her that that she then had to, you know, bring mm. the dress and yeah. you know, oh all, but this it sort of was I mean, I was sort of happy for her that she got a bob in at the yeah. end of it. But yeah. It was not some incredible sort of Susan feminist B. manifesto. Yeah, yes. I think Ali cried. I think yeah. that they also. I think that the production hated Juan Pablo so much. Like, I think he was such a jerk to the producers yeah. that I think they were. I think they immediately developed a huge loyalty to her because because she. She wears her hat on a sleeve, and she and she's and she laughed, and she can't like, buy that. And you really do. I have to say, like when Dale came out, and and um. She looked at him and immediately said the thing about, I think I found my husband. Yes. The reason I like Claire so much is because that is not something ABC probably wanted her to say. No, it ruins no, the whole game. Exactly. Chris, Chris Harrison had to come in from the side. Yeah, he was like, remind her you have more to do. And then later on said something like she said that she thinks she saw her husband in here. And it's like, oh, no, she didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. said she saw her husband. No, it was basically like Dale's here. You can all go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here we are. We have. It, was, um, it did feel like a real threat to the town of the production. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I think it I think it does ultimately ruin the I mean, <laughs> I mean, but also well, make the good it news great. is there's enough other mission oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. But yes. it completely destroys the conceit of the show. Completely. And and that's why that if she could just take it from the 11 to the 7, that yeah. the purity of her not even kidding because yeah. <laughs> quite honestly, most of the women at this point, now that Instagram exists and you can quit your job in the dental office and never have to work, if you get far enough, you can make it probably for like 10, 12 more years, just, you know, Doing selling ads on yeah. So like the fact that she probably doesn't even give two, sh- she's literally like, give me my husband. That's why she's a great bachelorette to me. And this, always, in this day and age. Does it always feel like the concept because some people have gotten married off of this show. Yeah. And you do sort of want to believe in this day and age where people online date, people meet in a number of ways that yeah. they never did when I was dating. <laughs> and so you sort of want to believe this is just as likely as if you met somebody on match or you met, you know, that there were, and that you want to believe that people are quote unquote there for the right reasons, as people like to say. But her concept of what a husband does <laughs> seems so abstract. This idea of I've come to find my husband. Does it always feel so immature? If you well, quite honestly, the, the bachelorettes have gotten so much younger. Yeah. And that she actually does feel like the one I believe the most that she is that she. And I think now that her mom is like in a home with dementia, this is a woman that is a real person who you feel like is out in the world fending on her own with her dog. So to me, my heart is like, you feel like this person is just looking for a place in the, you don't feel like she's about to move to LA. You feel like she's going to stay in Sacramento, that she just wants somebody to protect her and be her partner on this ride of life. But I don't think she understands what a partner is, which I think it's the fatal flaw of the whole thing. I think it's a concept. It's this white, this knight in shining armor. It's like this fantasy Cinderella thing. Brian Safi. No, I was just going to say that, you know, Ronna, you talk about Match.com and everything, but you have to remember that this woman is haggard and old and awful. <laughs> I mean, when she was dating, it was the same as with you. You know what I mean? They were just hoping for but a matchmaker in the city. 
They were just, you know what I mean? I like, love how yeah, they treat, like, I love that they treat 39. Oh, like 93. They treat this beautiful 39-year-old woman. It's yeah. like, in my mind, I can't believe that. So the, I guess there's a 40-year-old guy in the house and there's never been a 49, 40-year-old. I'm like, that, that's so crazy to it's me. so crazy. That that is treated so old. It's I know. crazy. But what about so how much younger all these men are than her? How do we feel about that? Well, I like this crop, I gotta say. I do too, I like crap they're sweet and here's my theory we discussed this because they had a hard time here's my here's a few theories men her age are either married or have a successful enough career that they can't just pause it for three months to go on the bachelor and quite honestly at this point the people that are interested for the most part really just want instagram fame so it's hard the fact that they got a few guys at all between 30 and 40 I think it's hard to find people that can step away. It's why it seems like the injured athletes are good a good match. Here's our producer, Anna. Tana. Hi, Anna, Hi. Anna Hi. do you know Rana? Hello, Tiana. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Tana was excited you were coming on in your regalia. Yeah. Well, how else would I come out of my pajamas? <laughs> no, she's glamorous. She's a glamorous woman. So we have the first group date. We're just we're just discussing their t- uh just to catch you up to speed, Tana. Um uh we, Rana thinks that Brian is in agreement that Claire is the greatest bachelorette of all time because she desperately wants to get married, but yeah. she has no game. Rana thinks that there's some damage there that feels like a 15 year old that even if you felt this is my husband, it should be like, oh, he's handsome. I want to get to know her more. You don't scream. That's my husband. That there's some stunt that happened around 15 that is, yeah. there's some damage there and that she wants her to, um, just to like pause, I would say. I've, I've also correct? never seen anybody more willing to put their mouth on another person's, so many people's mouths <laughs> in my life. She loves to kiss. Oh, I know. I I have to Brian. say. Look at Brian. It is so, I have to say, when you watch the show, you always get reminded like, Wow, we really fucked up when we thought that that would be the appropriate way to show affection to another person. I got to tell so you. so disgusting. Put your mouth, ma- here, I'm going to eat something. <laughs> and then I'm going to put my mouth on another person. And that's going to be, who? I, whose idea was it that that's how animals should relate to Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys a story. So I did like my, one of my only on-screen kisses. Yeah. And I'd only done comedy kisses. So I'd kiss like Bobby Lee or whatever, whatever, or Ike Bear. I had comedy mad TV kisses. I'd never had like, a, I'd never been cast where I had like a real kiss. And this gentleman, this handsome gentleman, who I must have been number 8,442 of like love interests that have played, before we kissed, he barked like a dog, did push-ups, smoked a cigar, and ate egg salad. What? What? He and is laughing. That is so Smoked a cigar and ate egg salad, barked like a dog, and did push-ups. Are you kidding me? Bobby Lee looks like, you know, just just a, a prince, Prince Dale. William. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Dale. He looks like Dale. What was what do you think? Was that an act of aggression in some way? Or was he really just that eccentric, whoever this guy was? I think he was that ex- I think he's that from what everything I've heard, I think he's just a cuckoo for Coco. one of those actors. He's an actor. Yeah. He's an act. He's a <laughs> handsome male act. A- handsome actors I don't trust. Okay, yep. so there's a first group date. She's looking for someone who speaks to my heart. It's a love language, how we all express ourselves. Oh. 
She looked cute. She was showing up. She looked cute. I was yeah. happy for her. I was happy for her. By the way, I want to give a props. I feel that the producers have risen to the occasion. Quite honestly, it feels like The Bachelor. I'm not aware that we're not in the mansion in Calabasas. Okay, so we're not driving along the coast or taking a helicopter. I feel they're still making it feel like an event. And kudos to the kudos to the producers. So they find some room in this pretty resort. And they have some old Romeo and Juliet set. And they put her up in the balcony. And then they have to start speaking from the heart. And God bless these guys. If they weren't given any notice, they certainly rose to the occasion. And we're just very open and she was she looked so like a somebody who'd been parched for thirst in the desert and finally <laughs> she reached the oasis and then dale showed up in his short capris his mm. i'm gonna say knickers he's got his knickers on like he's in an oliver twist production they're and he's all said, wearing pedal pushes all pedal- kind of wearing they really pedal- are that is yeah. a thing yeah and he said claire i think it goes without saying I couldn't be more excited for to be here and for each and every moment of this. And I can't even remember how to find love for me. But when I saw your energy and your spirit, you really made me feel comfortable coming into that. I, it touched me. It's been a long time. And basically, and she, I felt like she was very sweet with all of the men before they went to Fifty Shades of Grey and did the blindfold and the mm. smell and the touch and the kissing. Yeah. Um, wah, Rana, what did you think of this whole experience? You can talk about the, the verbal cues. You can talk about the touch. How did you feel, my friend? I thought Riley was very impressive. He had a Shakespearean sonnet or something in his backpack. I liked him too. I did yeah. too. And he was a really impressive public speaker. And I thought, oh, good. He's got a little something good for him. I thought that he, and he's got a terrific body too, that guy. He's he's great. They're all in great shape for the most part, in great shape. Uh, But I am very suspicious of anyone who wants to run their hands down a man's chest. (laughs) And she did. Yeah. She did. I. I'm Dale not, was not a great communicator. He, the way that you gave Dale's speech just now made it sound about 4,000 times better than it was delivered. Right. I, she has made her mind up about Dale in some way because it doesn't matter what Dale does, whether it's good or it's not good. She wants to see the positive and everything. Like when they were sitting on the bench, you know, everything he says, that's me too. That's me too. No, I'm an empath. I'm an empath too. Mm-hmm. In the same way that who's the one with the goofy teeth that she takes to the fireplace later, Jason, that, sh- that he's doing the same thing to her. We're the same person. We're the same person where they sort of say back, I'm the same person. Did Which- you ever see twilight? You know, like that early, somebody tweeted us about like how, when the, when the, when the shapeshifter imprints on baby Bella, when he just, he sees the baby and he imprints on her and is like, I'm like, you're mine. He just saw this baby and was like, he just knew Claire like imprinted on Dale. Like Claire yeah. fully just saw him and like a werewolf was like Dale. And that yeah. Brian, I just have to say, um, first of all, I liked, and you touched on it earlier. I like how Claire really was rooting for them in these really awkward moments. And, mm-hmm. and actually later during the, dodgeball game you could sort of tell that she felt for them a little bit even it was just sort of like this is really uncomfortable and i get it um i first of all get so i practically break out into hives and i bet ronna shares this too when it is like 11 a.m on a bright sunday morning and we have to go inside a hotel ballroom (laughs) oh i know it skeeves me out it makes me sick 
to I think about. Oh. I hate it so much. And everyone's probably hungover. But I will and say- And it's also like 190 degrees. And yes, somebody, right in the middle of the desert. It's in the middle of the desert. when they were free Prosecco. Yep. And they were filming oh. it when it was literally like 100, like during the fires and shit. And somebody pointed out that they had to do, Anna, was it you? That they had to do dodgeball at like midnight because it was so hot. That's why they did it at night because it's but literally been like it. 120 degrees there. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. I but, also, you, but she did do a great job. You're right, Brian. Of It's all so embarrassing. That I know. Scene. And She's she kind. Did, but she's all in on it. And so yeah. somehow it makes it totally possible. In a weird way, she's giving all of these men permission to act so corny. When normally you would think they would be more critical of each other just because that's how men are. And instead, they're all in on this summer camp thing that's happening. Yes. And I think it's because I'm like under the weather maybe, but... This is the first time I've ever watched this show and actually thought it was romantic. Yes. And I think it's because she's so into it, maybe. And yeah. That, and that there's something very human about her, maybe. I don't know. but And again, it could be because I'm sick, but that I was watching it being like, this is romantic and I like these guys. And I her. know. I, these are, quite honestly... Almost all of them are very sweet. They yeah. are sweet. Like, if our, if our villain is Yusuf, like, well, who cares? Like, whatever. Like, he's so not a Chad or like... Right. We had such aggro guys in the past. Like, or like, we've got the fun of Bennett, the douche from Harvard, but like they're all kind of sweet for the most part so far. Tana, how are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, Yosef, his whole thing is like, I would never. That's right. like his whole. He's his such whole a piece of shit. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Well, are you liking these? Maybe leave because it's Claire. Do you like these guys, Anna? Uh, I do. I really like Easy. Um, that oh, now I'm like blanking on their names. I like Easy. I like the chess Riley. player guy. I love the chess I, player guy. Oh yeah, he's I like cute. The oh, You're cutting in and out audio wise, Anna. Do you hear that? Am I crazy? No. The lawyer who Riley. Riley is he also the lawyer? Yeah. Yes, Riley's the lawyer. He's from Long Please. Island City. I like him a lot. Me too. He even made me melt at a certain point. He said something that I was like, that is so, I think it was just when he was just like talking to her about like what their relationship would be like and what their roles would be. And it was like very old school, but there was something about it that I was like, you're very sexy. I know. I have to say, (laughs) and I feel like she's actually, I will, I I feel like she's actually present for Nietzsche. Like if she- if she hadn't been knocked off her log so hard and her is <laughs> exploding by Dale, I feel that she's legitimately open-heartedly giving each guy a proper chance. If there wasn't one insane front runner, like she feels very present and taking them in. Rana, you're shaking your finger. Well, I don't think she's giving them a chance. I think she's giving them a chance to flatter her. Okay. And yes, so Katie. What she's doing is she's really enjoying in every at every turn. I mean, just like on the balcony. It's so this is she's this is her thesis statement. I've never been the object solely of this kind of attention. Yeah. And I want to enjoy every spoonful of it. So when she sits them in down and says, Tell me about you, she's waiting, you know, which is very polite or whatever, but she's sort of waiting for them to tell to them tell about. Her. Tell me about why you deserve me. Katie, I see you rearing up. I see Katie has strong feelings about Claire. She is not Team Claire. I, I feel like I truly watched a different show than you guys. I felt like it was awkward and weird. And I just felt like the only thing she was looking for the entire time was validation. I feel like she needs to go to therapy. Yeah. I feel like... 
<laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that she's there for love, but she's looking for it in the completely wrong way. Oh, for sure. And for sure. she's terrifying. Like, you can see the look at some of those guys' eyes where they're just like, what the fuck? This is so intense. I was not expecting you do get this. get the sense that the, the second whoever she chooses does something wrong, it yeah. won't just be a minor thing. No. The whole Ugh. thing, she will... Not understand it. No, no. I, no. I believe it's let's, let's, games, but I'm gonna have Tana fill Rana in. Uh, Tana, will you fill Rana in about there was a there was a hot tub or the date with the jacuzzi, and then like when she there is when somebody made a mistake in the Winter Games house and she lost her shit. Tana. Right. So um, there was a Winter Games show, and she went on, and it was all these international contestants who came yeah. from. Their bachelor yeah, yeah. franchises. Winter and- Olympics. Yes. Yeah. She heard about that because of Ashley I falling for seventh Kevin. We filled her she was, we heard about Ashley losing her virginity. Yes. So there was a German man named Christian who came in who was very you know, if you interact with very many Germans, they're very literal, they're very punctual, they're very serious. They I I try to avoid them uh, at this <laughs> stage. But, uh, yeah, so she there's a, let's just say there's a history. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this German man Christian makes an appointment and i say that in quotes to meet claire in the hot tub later and i'll i'll play the part of christian we have an appointment for jacuzzi you you uh, we had the appointment for the jacuzzi <laughs> right. and so claire doesn't end up going into the jacuzzi because it's packed with all the other contestants so she's like just hanging out in the house and christian uh, excuse me we had an appointment for jacuzzi <laughs> and you didn't show up for my appointment for the jacuzzi i waited for the appointment for the so jacuzzi sexy. but if you do not show up i'm not as disrespect we have an appointment for our jacuzzi yes and it yeah and, and then she lost her shit there was literally like what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, she lost. She ripped him a new asshole about the appointment for the jacuzzi. You only have to look as far as the last episode when they made her wait something like four seconds. Yes. To spend time with, to decide who was going to go first to spend time with her, which is also interesting because when they have that shot after they've introduced them all, they all come on the driveway in their various ridiculous entrances and the one that wouldn't and the one that wouldn't take the straight jacket off for fear of being totally faceless if he didn't yep. have the straight jacket on he would just fall and, and melt into the wallpaper but the but just trying on a personality there is that moment where they where she walks in and you think there is something terrifying about being one woman in like 30 silverback gorillas you know the idea that if they don't shoot this thing correctly, it could feel very threatening actually yeah. around so many men. And I think the men, they're all, they are for the most part sort of lovely. Yeah. And are genuinely enjoying each other's company because they're nice guys. And, it's, and they've also, like the NBA, probably been quarantining for a week and a half in yeah. this place together when they couldn't see her. So they've been, you know, probably playing basketball and talking to each other or doing whatever they've been doing. But she waits about three seconds for one of them to say, can I steal you? Which is always the best. Can I steal you for a minute? Can I talk to you for a minute? Can I steal you for a minute? And she, her blood was boiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To the point that she had to go back and tell them. That was this episode. Ever miss was- the, uh, oh, was that this episode? That was last night. Yeah. Did you ever miss the opportunity to go to flatter me again? <laughs> It'll be your last chance. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I she rolled like that? She would have like set 
Or she would have sent the, all of them home. She was uh-huh. so fabulous, though, when she goes, okay. uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what? I just can't get my mind off this other thing okay. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and when, but also that. when the camera was very smartly on Dale. Yeah. Well, and it was very interesting the way Dale recovered. So that. basically, so what happened for those, because we have some listeners that don't actually yeah. watch. Side oh, note, I see. I apologize. Side I got oh, no, that's all right. Katie also wanted us to know that she was 23 when her father passed away. Yeah. Pretty, mm-hmm. That's very young. I would say that's very young. Mm-hmm. That's like, if it's, uh, that's very young to lose a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So basically, um, before we get to that, because there's a stream, there's a whole, we, we love that we have listeners that don't watch. <laughs> I love that. I'm so that. sorry. I'm so no, sorry. that's okay. So she said, oh my God. back to back the episode. So I think I can. It's, it's that, a I lot thought. of a journey. Uh, so she goes, it's been such a long time to be touched. This was after they were doing like a touching game. Everybody's in their masks. It's been so long. And it's, it's been so hard for me to not be around these men. I'm not used to this. This is so great. Um, meanwhile, the guys back at the hotel, we're belly flopping contests. I love when the guys all have the bromance. Like they're just hanging yeah. out and belly flopping. Um, Bennett doesn't break a sweat, but I feel like the, the guys kind of like Bennett, like they like John Paul Jones last year. Um, and, oh, and then they all had to bring her a present. This is before the cocktail party. So the guy who brought the chess piece, I want to say they're not putting their names up every time. And so I'm not yeah. fully getting to know their names, but there was that mm-hmm. cute young guy from Dallas who's the engineer who plays chess. I like him and I don't know his name. Yeah, he's great. Do you know, can you find out his name, Anna, for us? He was that cutie pie who's the engineer from Dallas. I love that he was like, this is the queen. I'll be your king. I thought that was sweet. Somebody brought their favorite t-shirt, so it smelled like them. Um, he Dale brought perfume for a puppy, and she was kind of like, okay. Um, and then... She loved doing the physical touch. She said, quarantine did us dirty. It's too yes. long. It's too long. And I thought, we all are still, like, it's more than quarantine. It's like the whole pandemic. Like, nobody's been touched. Mm-hmm. 2020, literally nobody's been touched. It's a tough mm-hmm. year. And um, Riley did the creepy tickle, though. I didn't like Riley's tickle. I yeah. will say that freaked me out. Up, up the arm. Yeah. yeah. And then Zach said, boys should smell good. His stepmother told him that. Yes. Rana. <laughs> Which I was, it was one of those sentences where you're thinking, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing, I'm, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. And then you wonder what the relationship was with the stepmother. And then my stepmother pulled me aside when I was 12 and said, basically, we're going to go get you some aftershave. And then I mean, I'm acknowledging your scent. As yes. A, I mean, it was very strange. It felt porny. It yeah. felt a little, it, Brian, a, Brian, what did you, what does your face say? Look at Brian. I, I, well, I just am. I just think that's absolute filth, garbage, trash, where your brains went. Are you serious? Your brain didn't go to that? No, I immediately, you know what I immediately thought? I was like, oh, well, that's good. That's good advice. You know what? Maybe he stank and she was trying to do him a solid. You know but what I mean? Maybe- I understand buying him deodorant, but it seemed a little strange to be. Yeah, right. like you need like, aftershaves. You need a signature scent. The like, yeah. one lesson I learned growing up is that, yeah, it did seem to be his main takeaway from childhood. From my stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, That's sort of sexy. It was a very attractive woman, I assume. Yeah, I I'm sure he wanted to smell good for like Karen or Claudine or oh, whatever. sexy, Claudine. yeah. Claudine. Oh, that's a great Sheila, step. Sheila, you know. Sheila. So then Dale comes up and she goes, oh, I know this smell. Ooh, mm. I love. And then they basically were like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, tickle, 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 tickle yeah. time, tickle time. And uh, so then they God, have when to- you think about all the scent that has to be happening, and I don't even mean like natural scent. I just mean like all the different colognes in that room. Oh. Body spray. And uh-huh. it's like 120 degrees. So it's all the cologne. Uh-huh. 
And it's all get, getting heated. It's also getting heated up with that body temperature. Mm-hmm. And you get the lights from filming and the crew yeah. is in there. And then it goes sour. And then it goes sour after a couple of hours. And by the way, it's literally like a hundred. And they're in that dark room together. And they have to cut oh. the AC while they're filming. They can't oh. have the AC going. They got to cut it while no they're filming. No wonder they're shooting in a cave. No yeah. Kidding. So yeah. then Dale, so then Anna, what did you find out about that gentleman's name? Ivan. Ivan, what, they never give us. I never would have guessed that. I didn't by even the way. know it was an Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. I like Ivan. Is he the one that speaks to Gallag? No. I think it is. No. Oh, it is. No. It yeah, is. His mom, Filipino, I believe. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So then we have the cocktail party for the date, the first date. She shows had, up in her. I had my mother teach me how to say something in Tagalog. Yeah. But I never had to teach me anything in Tagalog before I went Uh-oh. on the Bachelorette. That was shocking. Yeah, it's the first thing. I had she no goes, interested in my culture until I realized I needed something <laughs> to differentiate myself from everybody else. Yeah. By the way, he I, I he's so freaking cute. He's, yeah, he's so cute. He's sweet. He would be good on Paradise. So she shows up in her blue one shoulder Hervé Leger bandage dress. Yeah, BCBG. At BCBG, and she goes, Dale is the guy I like the most. Like, no shit. And she goes, you guys brought it with the love language. Cheers to finding love. Let's get this night started. And then nobody pulls her aside. And then Bennett starts to say something. And then, oh, Bennett pulls her aside. And she was like, and he was like, well, I went to Harvard. And I'm from New York, but I went to Harvard. Basically, like, so they they edit it so he looks like a dipshit. And then she goes, "I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm... I want to pay attention. I want to be here for you, but I've got something. I just and I love I, how he's like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Like, can I step aside for a second? Bennett also looks seventy-eight years old. There's no way he's thirty-six. There's no way Bennett is thirty-six. Sure. And he then she's a Connecticut, a Connecticut thirty-six. What does oh, that mean? You're just right. sunburnt. Just uh, there's something provincial about that kind of. New yeah, you're England. right. You're yeah, right. A, a country Blue blood. thirty-six. You're right. It's a yeah. guy that knows. He doesn't have to try. He already is golden gonna be, boy. He gonna knows be old. Yeah, already he, knows how it all. They're old. They, the little kids' clothes, the medium-sized kids, the old men. They all wear the same clothes. He's had loafers since he was five. Yeah, totally. Wearing loafers since five. Yeah. Like Johnny Russian Harvard. nesting dolls. You're absolutely sure. right. Yeah, sure. and he's always known he was going to work yeah. at like Bear Stern. Yeah, he's always yep. known what his trust fund was going to be. Yeah. This is just entertainment. This is like I'm going to go play the part of the guy that yeah. I am. I'll put a scarf on. So she goes, did I interrupt the bromance? Nobody wants to hang out with me? Nobody wants um, to hang out with me. Wow. I mean, I just, uh, something in the back of my mind is just taking over. I apologize, but I want to be present. Um, I don't want somebody to hold stuff back in. Why didn't those guys get up? I'm so sorry if they are growing in the wrong place. What is going on? I am a little taken back. This is the longest awkward silence. Does anybody want to hang out with me? At the end of the day, I am a woman and I want a man to show me that you care. And then that one guy goes, if I could just speak for the group and people are like, no. And then he's like, you're crazy. (laughs) This is never what a woman wants to hear. You're crazy. If you think we didn't all. And Dale is like, no. Never again will I restrict how I feel. If yeah. there's 10 men here, if there's nine men here, whatever, man, I am on cloud nine. Mm. And then Yusef, the villain, was the one that's calling her crazy. 
And then some, and then Riley is going, you don't speak for me. There is no you and me. There's no us. All right. I felt there was a little bit of a Black Lives Matter moment happening there. True story. Riley, yeah. True story. That moment really, to me, we're all on Team Claire. We're on Team Claire. And then she pulls that move and you're like, Yusuf had a point. They did all show up to come court you. And she also did the worst thing ever, which was like, when you're doing that thing of like, (laughs) when you're saying something, basically exactly what she did. And you're also laughing during the whole thing. Like, am I just like crazy or something? (laughs) You know what I mean? It was so upset. It was so upsetting to watch her. Like, does no one want to hang out with me? And oh God. No, you can't. Her eyes are able to go in two directions Mm -hmm. also. It was truly... There's nothing that makes people want to hang out with you less. I immediately, I know this sounds so shitty. I thought at that moment, no one likes her anymore. No. That cooked I thought the exact same thing. Me too. Because when you pull that, who would want to hang out with that? Mm -hmm. Don't guilt trip me. And Mm -mm. Yeah. I I felt it forced. I feel exactly the same way as Brian. I thought it forced the men who were excited to be there. And everybody, there was a really good feeling going on after the day and all, I mean, yes. that they weathered all that nonsense with the love language. And so now everybody got through that and everybody was really authentic about it. And they were there sitting and it was a really good feeling in that circle. Like, they were oh, friends. we're going to have they a nice friends. night. Everyone's going to have a nice night. And I felt it forced the men into a position where they had to be inauthentic because it pushed the game forward instead of the vibe, if that makes any sense. Well, I it agree was clear to me that they, they didn't know the up. rule. Yeah. It also made it, yeah. made it feel more like we have to make you adversarial. I don't want you all to be friends. Like, yeah. I actually like that these guys have all been polite and they're not mm-hmm. hitting each other in the face. But she also seemed desperate. By behaving that way, she oh. showed them all how needy she was. It wasn't enough for her that there were 30 men there <laughs> to try and take her on a date. She she needed all 30 of them at the exact same moment. I mean, they had just sat down moments before. I know. And I don't think they knew what to do. I I don't think they knew what the plan was. No. So let's get this going. You know, Tana, what also, did you think? I think what we like don't want right now in quarantine viewing is just a ton of, and we know it's coming on the show, but just it's like a ton of people fighting. It's not as fun no. as it was before. It no, just we don't have, we're all tired. Yeah. We all have, I would say 40 to 35% of what, like our tanks are at 35%. Totally. We're all just hanging in there. We're all just sort of like, we're lucky if our hair is clean three times a week. Yeah. Yep. We're lucky but, if we are, if we can put jeans on once a month and zip them up. Like and not. Like, I want to be taken size. away by the show this season. Yes, and Rana. that kind of Michigas. I agree. That kind of Michigas <laughs> makes puts it all into perspective. Where you think for you think, wait a minute, haven't we? Aren't we look? I mean, I love this two or three moments, and then it's over. Where they refer to what's happening in the world, you know, the, yeah. the larger world. Yeah, but I do think people have spent this year regrouping on what's important and what isn't important and what yeah. to care about, what not to care about. And so I think pettiness is very hard to handle or extreme nas- or extreme self-involvement is very hard Sugar to Sugar catches more you, flies than vinegar. Like You want the fantasy though. You, I would love the escape of the fans, fantasy to think, oh, they're so, I feel that they're so lucky, these people, to be honest. She has show. no game even with like, and again, even this when is, it's served to her, she still feels like she's not getting what she. 
and I like Claire as a bachelorette. Here's what I would say. Like, I do think if she could just tone it down, <laughs> not let her insecurities get the better of her, not scream deals my husband, just keep it to herself privately, write it in your journal, what, write whatever you need to write in your journal. And then like play a little, like, even if you feel insecure and it's, we're all human beings, we all get insecure. And I, she knows she's the oldest bachelor and she knows there's been pressed about that. I feel for that. I'm a woman over 35. I get it. So like, just to fake it till you make it a little bit like in front of everybody, you can like that. You don't need, you know, don't let it just trust your, just, just sort of put your best foot forward and just have a little faith that, people are excited to that you were doing a good job. Like if you could just calm it down for a second, Tana, what are you thinking? I, I agree. Like you will find your person just slow down. It's not yeah. like, Oh my God, Dale. Like I was literally texting Katie. If we had to drink every time she said Dale, we would die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said Dale so many times. She's going to be like, well, Dale, 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 Dale. Dale. She Dale. loves Dale. She and I do think it was great that she ditched Bennett, Bennett and then basically just went to go hang out with Dale. Yep. Brian Safi. Okay. I was just going to tell Anna that that's sort of an unfair assessment because you also have to remember that she, I mean, her days are numbered. She's going real quick here. She's <laughs> 39. She is, I mean, this is, she's 39. She's got a, she's, a good two, three years. Yeah. I mean, this she's is 39. Dire she's 39. 30. No. 39. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, pretty soon even... her sciatica is going to kick in. Exactly. Her sciatica is going to kick in. She's are even we... already wearing a sensible heel. As That's right. Very high heel. I did notice that. Are we going to take a break and we'll be right back with Dale? Oh my God. No, they did not. No, they did not. Oh, yes, they did. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... 
Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, so Dale pulls her away. And then she said, thank you. Thank you for pulling me away, Dale. It makes me feel like you care. And he says, I am protective. I'm here. And she goes, you scare me. And he's like, why do I scare you? It's like, you scare me because of how much I already feel about you. And then and then she's like, how'd you get here? Like, how did this happen? And um, she's like, it was just a whole journey. When you're saying it out loud, it really is so sad. Actually. Right? Yeah. 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 So basically, I mean, that was that was it with Dale. Like she's just all in on Dale and uh and they were flirting and she just they they I think they made her put him on a group date and not the one-on-one date. And I think they made her just to get it out of the way early so other people could stand a chance for the rest of the episode. Um she has no game. I hope for her that she gets Dale and it all works out. I there's fear no way. there's no there's way he's no going to break her heart. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Anna, you're laughing. <laughs> well, I mean, Dale, I mean, like Dale just needed a boost in his Instagram and then boom, Dale is out the door. Yeah. Rana. What's the question? Yeah, that's I a mean, really good point. That's a really honestly. All right, but I mean, I, the one fun thing is to think of all those producers scrambling. Yeah, the, because they had to reconstitute all the dates and move all of the group dates around and everything. Yeah. Because oh, she she real. I mean, she she's running she off with Dale. Eyes for Dale. Yeah, she's but, running off a of Dale, and Dale is a total cipher. We don't know anything about Dale. He doesn't. I can't. And Here's he's going to have know. to work really hard for us to continue to like him because there's no, there's certainly nothing to dislike right now, except he may be a little disingenuous. But like he already got what he came here for, maybe, yeah. which is just the, the he could be a model. Yeah. So now the world knows. Yeah. But it's you're on a really tight rope about how they're going to p- play you the rest of this season because it's completely out of your hands. Well, and you better. I mean, it's also, it's also a little boring. It's here's what we know. We know he has a sister who's immune. He's immunocompromised, right? Who's got a, and yes, we know which, that, which is exactly the same. And we as know her mother that, having lupus, even, <laughs> or, I mean, as her mother having Alzheimer's, even he's, even he said, well, it's not. Sad. Yeah. 
She uh, here's the other thing we know. Is yours that is he, a little worse. Yeah. She wants it to be though. Yeah. We know that Dale. We know that Dale has kept. I mean, this move to look like that has kept her, she and we her do. mother in his prayers. We do, and that is very sweet. That is a very sweet move. That is not very bad. It's a very kind thing to say. If and that is not, it's not a, that is not a typical bachelorette statement. It would creep me out if someone told me that, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you were Claire, but no, I know what you're saying. Well, here, I mean, it's truly this is all right. So before we go on to our one on one, so we're wrapping up our group date of the love languages, the gift giving, the touch, the kissing. Any final things on that first group date? Who did I, she I, give the rose to on that day? She um, wanted to give it to Dale, but she didn't. Yeah, they made her give they, it to other people. They, so. she they, gave, they obviously they had to change the whole Bachelor Constitution. Yeah. Who, did, who did she give it to? The rose two days in a row. Riley? Did she give it to Riley? Uh, yes. Yes. I think she did. Mm-hmm. I think she gave it to Riley. I think she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we get Jason. Uh, okay, here we go. So Jason, I love this guy. So here we go he with Jason. Do? This is the, my cousin. <laughs> this is my here's the my cousin Vinny. Oh, that we was true. know that we know that he's in some form of military, right? Isn't I he, thought he was a professional athlete. He was. We, and we don't retired. know anything about what he does. He's a former oh. athlete. But I oh. think he's moved to Virginia and I think he's a reserves. I think he's in the Army Reserves. Anna, will you look up Jason? I forgot on the, the ABC. From Venice is an Army Ranger. But I think this guy is too. I think oh, he. Okay. I only say that because we did our draft picks and we read all their bios. Okay. I think I think he moved from Vermont. I think he's like a mass hole or a Long Island guy. He moved to Vermont and then now he's in like. Virginia. He loves yeah. going to Civil War sites, oh, wow. which was alarming for us. Is that on the show? He's, he No, he said it on his oh. bio. He goes to war monuments on the weekends around Virginia. He okay. would live outside if he could. He would live outside if he could. Yeah. And is he, it was there, is he in some kind of a reserve, Anna? Jason? Yeah. Say former, it? former NFL player, uh, but he left uh, and now he works in IT staffing and solutions. Oh, so he's not he's not in a reserve. Okay. So he, he loves to still go- be an army reservist though. Okay, so he's lost 105 pounds. So this she yeah. gets the one-on-one and he goes, Oh, oh, this oh sorry, I'm cutting ahead because I wrote down that he got the one-on-one. This was one more part of the date. Zach C, which I can never picture what he looks oh, like. The addic- but he says the addiction specialist. What does he look? Mm-hmm. Oh, he goes. Looks like a goldfish. Okay. Yes. He goes, Claire, how did you get here? She said, well, six years ago, I had the opportunity to get away from an abusive relationship Mm. and emotional abuse. And then my voice came out at the end of Juan Pablo. I had a world of growth and self-discovery. I know. And this broke my heart and this made me really like her. It felt like a Nancy Myers movie. I'm sorry. It was like a, it was, it was like a Renee Zellweger moment. I loved it. I know I'm not the youngest girl in the room. I know I'm not the skinniest girl in the room or the prettiest girl in the room, but I know I have one of the greatest hearts in the room. I would love to give it to a man. And he says, I love a woman who has life experience. <laughs> I felt he called for her. her. He called her a used couch. At the- <laughs> <laughs> I felt for, I loved it. That was a speech. good speech. You're right. That, that was a good speech. speech. She delivered it well too. She did. And it, and it really made, again, it made her likable and she was calling it out. I thought it was very sweet. Tana, did you like that speech? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I did like it because it's, I mean, that's how we all feel. It's like, yeah, I'm not this person, but 
I mean, I know what my deal is, but here's my value. Tana, I'm going to ask you to share in the chat the thing that I'm about to talk about. So then she's talking to Riley and she says, I never went to the high school prom. I never even had that kind of a date. So then he's like, okay, well, we're going to do like, we're going to do slow dancing. It's going to be boys to men. And, and then she goes, what do you want in a husband? And then they start kissing. And then he says, I'm the first line of defense. All day, every day. You liked that, Rana. You liked that. No, Brian, Brian liked that. I Brian loved liked it. That. I don't know yeah. why. I'm not even this guy. Like, I'm not even this kind of person. There was just something about watching it that I was just like, just full goo goo gaga, you know, daisy duck eyes. Yeah. I'm the first line of defense <laughs> all day, every day. I'm passionate about my life. Batting my huge eyes while watching it. Swearing <laughs> yeah. about. Exactly. Like, <laughs> with a little bit of flowers in my hand. Yeah. Well, Anna is about to put in, here's the deal, guys. <laughs> Turns out somebody, somebody found on Instagram, she did go to prom. Somebody's posted that their husband took her to some formal. There's photos of it on Instagram. Wow. Um, Maybe that wasn't her prom though. But they said it was her True. senior. She went to an all girls school and um, they went to like the senior they went to like the senior anyway. Well, she went to an all girls school. None of these rules apply. Um, if you go to an all girls school, you have to find a boy from another school. Well, to they take did. you to something. They did. There's a right, but it's her. it's not the same as at a co-ed school where everybody's pairing off and nobody. Her asks. claiming she never went. We will show you photos. Yeah. Her claiming she Anna. Are they in the chat? Yeah. Click on the link that's in the chat. Yeah. Wait. Will you text it to me? They removed. Wait. It they removed it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, because Claire commented saying that wasn't a prom. And it's like, well, it was still a dance. Like she made it sound like no one ever asked her to a dance. Mm. She yeah. didn't go no, she said she didn't go to the prom. I don't know. And maybe yeah, no one arranged. asked her. Maybe the parents arranged it. Um, all right, so here we are. Jason gets the one-on-one and she gets a letter from him that is the longest note in Bachelor history. And that he can't, I've never seen someone get a note that they also change the voiceover almost immediately yeah, about and who's was, reading the letter. He didn't even my, read it. And it's also like the same font, whoever the, every Bachelorette has the same handwriting. Okay. So yes. whoever writes it out, it was like, dear Jason. She it's gets a homework assignment. It was, mm-hmm. so please write a note to your younger self. Oh. And he goes, fuck. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about emotional stuff. Oh, this guy. Fuck. <laughs> he was that so made, great. That made, me, that made me like him. Me too. too. Yeah. There was something me about too. that that I was like, I like this guy. Because <laughs> it was real. I know. Imagine a guy in Massachusetts being like, okay, Tommy, Tommy, I want you to write a note to your younger self. And he's like, oh, Fuck yeah. me. Fuck. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, really. The okay. idea that anyone would do any of this ever again in a relationship. You know, that <laughs> this is what a relationship is. Right, that anyone I asked my husband to write a letter to his younger self, and then he, you know. So they anyway. go, they're walking in the desert. Again, everything's at night because it's so hot. It's right. so hot. So he, we, here's what we learned. He's lost 105 pounds since yeah. he quit being a linebacker. Yeah. She goes, look. I know. I'm the first to crack jokes. And I thought, are you? There's never been a moment where I thought you were funny. But okay. Kayla the only time funny. you laugh is when you're mad. Yes. Yeah, so I think what she means is nervous laughter because she is a nervous talker and a nervous laugher. Yeah. yeah. I think she thinks that's, a, that's being funny in a sense of humor. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Anna, what are you thinking? You're nodding your head. Oh, no, I, I found a screenshot of the prom photo I'm going to send you guys right now. Okay, great. Here we go. Good for you. Good work. I want to say I thought Jason had a great body after Dude, he, 105 pounds. Me body. too. Jason's that's, really good looking. I like a tall drink of water like that. Mm. And he was much cuter when he wasn't laughing all the time. Yes. So yeah. she goes, she he goes. Adam Levine thing. I agree with yeah, you. He was, I agree. He was like sneaky handsome when every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he goes, look, I'm covering up heavy and hard stuff for my laughing, but, it, but he goes, oh my God, we're the same person. Love it. Um, so she goes, okay, I want you, I have to tell you, these are real red flags. Like, because are you kidding? She, everything he wrote down. This was yes. a giant slalom course. I Terrifying. Mean, and by the way, what she were manipulative. Was yeah, manipulative was, was the first manipulative, one. Manipulative. Which means he gets called cold, cold, mean, 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 <laughs> mean, selfish, selfish, hard to live with. <laughs> I literally was like, oh well, this. So he's telling you, in no world, date this person. Oh, I she, mean, was, truly. she was and magnificent was, in this moment. So she then, was, Hers, hers was hard to love, broke my heart for her. Hard to love, Needy. broke my heart. Needy, hard to love. But his manipulative, manipulative. selfish, called me. And then they went and took their tablets. And then they just were like, let's throw it against the rocks. I'm going to throw it against the rocks. When he said that, I thought, oh, he's telling you. He's, he's mean. Going- he's mean. He's manipulative. He's, he's like going to treat you Terribly. Horribly. Terribly. He basically told her, I start out great, but I'm, re- he really was quite honest with her. He said, yeah. I'm really damaged. And I had very poor modeling in my relationship, in my, in my parental relationship. And I have treated, done every woman dirty that I've ever dated. Yeah, and he was, ever. he was speaking in the present. Oh, when and he was talking I was about he wanted say, to be a better guy. He didn't say, and I used to be the kind of guy who he said, he spoke in the present. And when, when she said, like, do you believe those things that people called you? It wasn't a hard no. No. Like, no. it was sort of, he danced around it. No, he said yes, didn't he? Did he said yeah. <laughs> I said yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, that was where her reptilian brain and need took over because when she said, and if you believe the things people have said about you, she was not wondering what his answer was. She was now talking about herself, which is if you believe the things people say about you, like (laughs) this is the problem in this world is people tell us who we are, but we know who we are. And when she started saying, I'll, don't you worry. I love a challenge. I love a challenge. I love, you start wondering why no relationships ever worked out in her life. She only dates jerks. I was going to say, and this guy's through. textbook, the, yeah. the the exact path she's trying to she avoid. He told that. her. She said, you're every guy you I've ever dated. Me. You won't scare me. Oh, my God. And I'll then, be right there waiting for you to, you know, scream and, at me in front of the valet. <laughs> <laughs> so then they had to write a letter. Hit on my mo- sister. To the yeah. most important person of their life. They had to write it to themselves. The mm. young self. <laughs> and it's like, dear younger self. And if I felt for her. I feel for her. I'm so proud of you. You've gone through this world. You've faced everything with an open heart. You've had pain and hurt. It's too heavy to carry alone. Don't give because up. She on really yourself. has, by the way. I think that's ultimately oh what's so likable about her. She has, she has. real pain. And yeah. she's all by herself. When yeah. your mom has Alzheimer's, it's heartbreaking because it's worse than like my dad had dementia. It's horrible. It's yeah. Hor- yeah. horrible. So it's like it's its own kind of hell because they're still here, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So Jason goes, I've seen and been through so much. And there's a reason that I'm closed up. My past was too damaging. I had walls up. And when it comes a time, when I show it to people, facing our demons is too dark and heavy and people run away. I'm afraid of opening that Pandora's box. And I don't want to let the demon out. It's too deep for somebody. And I'm thinking, what did you do? But then, then my heart went out to him a little bit. I'm like, what happened to you and your brother? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, if he did something or if just something terrible happened to these boys, like, just something terrible. It seemed terrible. very dark, whatever. That poor man. And, you know, hurt people hurt people, you know? So I felt for this guy because I'm sure some shit went down up in New Hampshire or wherever he was. But he is not, unfortunately and sadly, is is not at terms with it, whatever, I know. whatever it was. It's hard no, for guys. It's hard for straight yeah. guys. I think whatever, and I, you could see him wanting to protect his parents, like yeah. being like they're the best parents ever, and I, like some shit went down, mm. and you see him wanting to protect them. I think it's hard for straight guys on earth to like Open let people up. in, yeah. And who knows what happened? And like, look at Anna. What is Anna doing? Hard for straight guys on earth. But I mean, as far as like when, <laughs> when <laughs> that's the theme of this show. That's that's what um Arden's Arden's message yeah. with everything is that. Yeah. Yeah. Straight guys' <laughs> lives matter. That's right. <laughs> I were joking. We were like, what if he was like, and I so my parents were fighting and I stubbed my toe. Yeah. yeah. True. Honestly, like, mama was like not that bad. You're like Part of me did think, are you not saying it because you know it's not a big deal? But no, I think it was bad. I think it was bad. I think his parents were knocked down, dragged out. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe did each stuff. Other. Brian, I'm going to text the photo to you and then yeah. you can text it to Rana. I'll tell of you what? right now, I still liked him. Oh, the I photo came through for me. Oh, you did? Can you see it? There she is. Yes. It doesn't, it's, she oh, looks it so different. There she is. There was another photo outside too. Good, good work, Anna. I love that this person goes. My husband took Claire to senior prom. Claire, you went to prom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you went to prom. She goes, call it what you want. You can call it a call it a dance. Call it whatever. You went to prom, Claire. Hashtag hot husband. Okay. <laughs> I mean. She comes back apparently on and was like, no, I left and went to a different school my senior year and technically didn't go to that prom. All right. Well, you went to a prom. Also, boy, boy, mom merch is the name of the woman on. I love that. I'd love to buy her things. Boy, mom merch. I'd love to buy a bunch of boy mom merch. Oh, yeah. You know what? Straight well, guys a have a hard lot in life, Brian. And That's boy right. mom Good merch. point. Good boy point. Mom merch. I'm, a bo- I'm a boy mom. I might want to buy some of that merch. That's Jordan, true. Right? Ron oh, is the yeah. mother too. I love shirts and sayings on them. <laughs> you seem yeah. like the type. Yeah. That's very me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then. I'm sorry to hear the handles taken. I was considering <laughs> <laughs> moving, in, moving into soft goods in uh, 2021. Boy, yeah. mom. By the way, everybody should order your coffee, the Ask Rana Coffee oh, Collection. Are you you know, and I just, it. are you kidding me? This is, it kidding. gets delivered right to your door. Yeah, if I you, certainly I, hope so. It is so gorgeous. The vanilla is so good at the regular carriage house blend. Truly, this is not only the most fun podcast, it's the most fun podcast coffee. We do, I will you. tell you, we do make a gorgeous coffee. Gorgeous. We're Gorgeous. in the lab right now with a few more flavors. We're back in the lab. Ron yeah. is cooking something up. Yeah. 
But carrot test blend shades of vanilla. Ask Ron at coffee.com. And I have to say, all the coffee snobs are loving it. I love it. I love it. Even though they don't want to, they still love it. They still love it. It's worth it. I'd like to send Jason some some, uh, Ask Ron at coffee. Jason. Jason and his brother, they've experienced and seen some things. He feels like his parents maybe shouldn't be together. And Claire goes, I get it. I get it. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And then he said, and she knows she's not going to pick him, but I do feel like he's a front runner. I do feel like if Dale gets hit by a antelope, that yeah. this, that Jason, Jason, one of those roadrunner birds. They are like, give me that gorgeous. I'm obsessed that, with those roadrunner birds. They're so cute. They're, they're cute. actually look like a roadrunner. Uh, so he goes, she goes, it's so easy to talk to you. You listened. There is nothing that scared me. She said, I stood at my father's bed and I watched my father die. I say, bring it, bring it to me. And yeah. he said, that's so attractive. And he goes, oh, she's who I want. Here's the problem. She's having him open all this stuff up. Oh, yeah. She's not going to pick him. No. And who's going to close it? And then exactly. And, but they one did. Of, one pulled, of the PAs. They pulled out her Grecian gown from years ago with Juan Pablo. He said it was ugly. He said it was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) She was offended. He's like, I thought it was cute. He was like, no, no, your energy. He was like, that ugly dress. What did you think about that dress, Rana? Well, look. Rana, I could see you in that dress. Maybe you could see me in the Halston version of that dress or the uh, Amani version of that dress. Valentino version of that dress, but sure, the sure. draping on that dress was uh, was not done with a subtle hand. Let's say that <laughs> all of these dresses to be a one click from skating costumes. Yes, that's so right. They all seem like they they came in a patty bag or something like well, that. They feel very. They all look itchy. They look so itchy. Uh-huh. Those dresses. They're very two thousand nine, but they're, they're really very- dresses that are meant to show that you have a boob job. That's all these dresses are. They're all. <laughs> yeah. Also dresses, so one shoulder dresses, backless dresses. I mean, now, I want to acknowledge last week we asked our viewers if she had a boob job because we couldn't. Question. And now I have to say, there. How could you not tell? Well, we were saying, are they? Not maybe, only did she have one, she's due for a, rev- a revision. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because she's had them for fifty-five years yeah, already. She's a, a woman in her eighties. That's a twenty-year-old <laughs> breast implant to yeah. today. Dude. No, I would never know. I really wouldn't. I mean, they're Let me great. Look at the prom picture again. Oh yeah, look at the boobs on the prom picture. That's you guys, a please really keep good going. Point. I have to pee like you would not believe. I'll be right back. She I'm so is... sorry. Why don't we take a break? Let's take a break. We'll okay, come back check be... out the boobs. Everybody can go pee. pee right break. back. We'll right back. Right back. I'll take a pee break. We'll be right back. We're doing great. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta take a pee break. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? 
I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right, we're wrapping up our Jason, and we're getting into dodgeball. Is there anything? I mean, it is a Pandora's box of opening. I hope that it helps him to open up, like even if it's not with Claire. I hope it helps him. He seems like a nice guy. I'm sorry he's had so much pain. I hope he hasn't done something terrible. You want to know something? This has nothing to do with any of it. I knew he wasn't going to be a good screamer. When they had to scream. I hate when they scream on these shows because they don't. No. They're like, ah. Yeah, you're right. He was not a good screamer. I know. It kind of upset me. Because I think if it were a guttural scream, I would have been like, oh, so you are aware of it. What did you think that he did when I was like, did you kill somebody? Like, what did you do? Like, like when I heard, I, I, when I heard his, I was like, oh, maybe some terrible thing. Like, but I kept thinking, what? What did you do? What did you do? Did you what did you my, think that? My guess was extreme infidelity. Oh, okay. 
I got it. Okay. Just that he's a terrible boyfriend. Right. He, that he's the kind of person who maybe he was engaged and then he started dating somebody else. Or yep. he, you know, that kind love of Love fraud. Yeah, love fraud. Love fraud. Love fraud. Love fraud. I'd watch that show. There's the name of our episode. Oh my God, Brian, we need to write, we need to write a nighttime soap called Love Fraud. I'm living it. There's also currently a Showtime documentary called Called Love Love Fraud. Fraud. There is? Yeah, I'm not as smart as you thought. What is it about? A guy who like marries a bunch of women, like 40 women or something. What? And he's stealing from them. I think this guy just, yeah, yeah, I think this guy is a thief of hots. Wow. Thief of hots is also a good one. The thief of hots. Yeah. Thief of hots. Love fraud. Okay. So here we are. Here we are in our final group date. And uh, it's these, after they've burned down her finale dress, it's a group date. Oh, dodgeball. Do you think it even caught fire? I was wondering about I was wondering that too. You know, it's like rayon, you know, yeah, so know it's the, not the gonna be cotton. It just yeah. melted. Yeah, it must I did think about how it must have been a melted pile of like like and sticky. The sequin band around the waist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's I don't not think like, it, it went up in flames. The no, way it wasn't out. like a cotton rag that you're burning. We're yeah. talking like a toxic. Yeah. You're glad you're way out in the desert. Like yeah. not like that. You don't want that. Those like toxic fumes in your did yard. Did they have a kiss or did they not have a kiss? Good, good question. I think they did. Because she has a kiss with everybody. Tana, did. did they have a kiss? I think they did have a kiss. Yeah. I don't want to kiss all those guys. No. I really don't. I really don't. She really wants saliva. She really wants an open mouth kiss. And I'll tell you something. Brian will know this. And I don't know if Aiden's watching this show or Anna, but the Chris Watts documentary on Netflix. Did you watch that? No. What is it? Like American horror or something. That guy that murdered when they strangled his wife. Well, yes. Shanann. Yeah. Uh, not Shannon, Shanann. Shanann. Is but that really her name is Shanann? They uh-huh. show their wedding video and he gives her an open mouth kiss at the wedding. Uh-huh. And yeah. I thought to myself, I don't trust anyone that would give someone a giant open mouth kiss at their wedding. That's a really It's like when thing. Biff does that at, in, uh, Back to the Future Part Two. He does that to Leah Thompson. I'll never yes. forget it. It was yeah. so disgusting. Yeah. I got to tell you, I had a nightmare last night where I had an open mouth kiss and it, there was just <laughs> saliva everywhere. And then I lost my favorite cat. And it was truly like, it was like a house of horrors in my dream. It was that just so much happen. saliva. And I'm like, yeah. why am I open mouth? Like, what is happening? It was wet. And I think it was because of the show. I think I watched the show. Sure of it. Yeah. Why would I be open mouth saliva, waterfalls of saliva in a really disgusting manner? It was not, there was nothing. It wasn't like a fun, like, oh, I had a fun little dream last night. No, we're talking like a horror show. She always wants to be kissing in a corner. Oh, yeah. a lot of them love to get kissed against a wall. Yeah. Stealing a kiss. Yeah. So, so here we are. We got dodgeball. Under the mistletoe. I bet she wants she a, she wants, she wants a man who has some balls. <laughs> oh, God. Now, oh, this God. was a tr- an atrocity. It really was. Now, to be fair to her, <laughs> I'm going to take Claire's side. To be fair to Claire, she... I believe the producers forced her to do strip dodgeball. I go, I agree completely. She seemed sure. uncomfortable too. Yeah. She did. She did yeah. not seem like she wanted to ask. She's an adult woman. She's she not She even said at some point, you could keep your shorts on. You don't have to walk back. Yeah. 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 I think 
this and I can see myself getting put in her position with they I can see myself then getting in trouble like like uh, you know like you made like I can see myself getting talked into something by producers yeah. that then people get mad at me over or you could I, sort of feel her delivering the line when she says uh well I'd like to take it up a notch or whatever yeah because yeah, yeah. they already had it printed out on like a Kinko's banner that's like strip dodgeball like it was already printed right. Somebody yeah. did tweet us. This is fully when historically, rest in peace, Fred Willard would be there on the sidelines because he always would come and he was, he was a guest commentator at every like dog show or whatever. Yes, of course. Bachelor. I thought you meant on the on the Bachelor as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh my on God, the Bachelor, I didn't know that. he would come on every season. What? Would, they would go on every season. This is the kind of date he would be commenting on the game. So when they would do like some kind of like touch football or it would, oh, this would be where they would bring out poor, sweet Fred Willard. Would huh. be I know. Anna, this is our first year without Fred Willard. It was actually Seth Vatt, I believe, tech- tweeted us because it should have been Fred Willard. Okay. So uh, here we are. Uh, so Blake's team loses. All I know is they're playing dodgeball and one team is excellent. And the other team, the blue team gets creamed. And uh, Blake, <laughs> our little animal, our crazy Great. animal Canadian with his Amish beard is just is extra crazy. And she encouraged yeah. him to be crazy. He seems sweet and normal. He's, I liked him last week. I'll I did too. Last. I think he's so cute. And I, I, I think he's actually one of the most handsome ones there. Yeah. If he just pulled back the, the center of the beard just a little bit. Yeah. But also I just want to say with the strip dodgeball thing in general, I don't think it added anything to have them strip. Like it didn't Truly, really do anything. It felt quite honestly in 2020 tone deaf. It, it felt like, you probably can't do that for the ladies anymore. So yes, it made me wonder because I haven't seen enough of the Bachelor franchise. It made me wonder how they treat the women. If this was the sort of thing where back they would in, have made the women do a car wash, and so they were trying to even yes, it out back by in the treating day. The men that way. Back in the day, they would do like photo shoots, and some people would get like full gowns, and then some people they'd be like, "Here, Rana, here's a leaf," and you figure out what you want to cover, and you're like, "But so and so got a gown," and you're like, "But well, you get a leaf," and you're like, "Okay," but like you have to do it. How bad do you want Brian? Do you want Brian to see you? And you're like, "I guess so." So yeah. like, I I've think been trying to get Rana to do a photo it shoot. Does for sound very, very long time. similar to a lot of the talk that's been circulating around the carriage house. <laughs> I see. There's been. I bring this up all. He actually texted me he actually asked me to weave it this does feel it feels a little planted by producers this i told rana that sex sells and that we really need to put our best foot forward so to speak. brian and i are going to do an adam and eve photo shoot <laughs> that's right for 2021 in the carriage house mm-hmm. <laughs> i would pay so much money i would and you would just I have just like coffee coffee, coffee grinds coffee beans so around. sexy yeah. she would have it in her front oh, yes. but i would have it in my behind yeah have it in <laughs> Covered in uh, covered in coffee grinds, like yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> like milk. What was that? Like milk. Yeah, it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was Whoopi Goldberg in the tub. Got milk. Got, yeah. got milk. Yeah. It'd be like got grinds. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. we have. Um, so Blake is pissed, and he goes into the common room in the jock strap because he didn't get his cocktail time, and he has this urgency around him. He's getting crazy. He's getting manic. Yes, which Our, was I thought felt very red flaggy. His yes, there was something Victor. very alpha Ex- and crazy again, sort of you know gorilla like. There was some. It really. I was her. trying to figure out what made him so angry. Mm-hmm. It and felt he was like, really trying to contain it. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like he oh, do you felt- think he has oh do you think maybe he doesn't have a big uh Oh, that's in well, I did see when the guys realized that she was gonna see their business that they real I mean, I don't blame them. I wouldn't Who want would somebody- want that. I mean, like you're not turned Who would want to see it? They're wearing sneakers. Is there anything know, worse gross. than a naked man with sneakers? <laughs> it's true. I actually felt like when they shot it, like there was a few shots where you're like, oh, they kind of have speedos on. They're not buck naked. They were jock straps. So they were jock straps. Were exposed in there, but they were obviously hanging all over the place because of the way they blurred it. I mean, and then I don't blame Bennett. Like they were sitting on the couch in a way. It's like, I don't want to sit Ugh, where somebody's no. sweaty jock strap in like 120 degree heat sitting on the couch after playing dodgeball. <laughs> you see the way Bennett turned the question over. I love he was that. right. He yeah. was right. When you grew up with money like Bennett, you, you're like, where's the maid? Um, I felt like maybe Blake really he contacted her when he wasn't supposed to. I think he yeah. really maybe thinks like crazy train, like maybe, I don't know where he lives in Canada. He's like, I'm going to get my bride. This is destiny. And sure. I think he's getting, and he's been locked. It's a quarantine. It's a pandemic. We're all a little extra this year. Let's be real. We're all not quite right this year. And then you throw in, he's been locked up for two weeks. He drove his dog down from wherever he's from, Saskatchewan or whatever, sure. lock him up. And then, um, and I, this sweet guy, I think is not, I think he's almost too innocent to get put through this machine. He's like, where's my wife? And, and then, also just so gross how we kept having to hear, like, I just want to show her that I have balls. Like, I just want to show that, like, I have I, balls. And it's a ballsy thing to do. And, like, I've got balls. It was so disgusting. It was yeah. so gross. So, he sh- so she has a cocktail party. He's fr- he's freaking out. He's so jealous. Meanwhile, Easy gives her a foot rub through her shoe. That was Disg- awful. Awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was really gross. I like easy. I, I like do too, easy. But- yeah, that was weird. He didn't it looked like a good off. massage, Mm-mm. but the shoe was on. It felt like he was getting in there in a good way. Like it felt like he knew what he was doing up in that shoe, yeah. but it was like the shoe was on. Anna, what did you think of that? It was strange. It took, I could not process what was happening. And yeah. I was just like, like why, uh, why not just take the shoe off? Or is that too weird? And, all of a sudden it's like a foot fetish thing. I don't, I could not, I just didn't understand why. Also, it's very difficult for me to keep like, you know, if someone hits the right spot on your foot or something like a masseuse, how can you not moan? I feel like if if someone had done that to me, I would have been like, Oh, oh. (laughs) the grossest thing that has burned in my memory. I went with my father, my father who's shaped like a seal or like a baby. We went, we went to angel feet in the West village. He brought me for like a Christmas gift. It's like a foot rub place, but it has only two chairs. We were separated by like a A cloth, like a screen. And I could just hear him be like, Oh, 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 and I was like, oh my god! Like, and it was like an hour. I've ne- I oh. have never been less relaxed. I oh, was so t- I needed a massage to recover from the massage of like listening to my dad groaning. <laughs> oh. It was like I can't unhear that. I can't unhear that. It was the grossest. Oh, oh. Uh. it's also <laughs> such a strange thing to not ask permission to do to someone. Just if someone grabs your foot, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. It's such it was a specific so thing. If someone so said to you, would you like a foot massage? <laughs> you might think, I love one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for someone to just take your foot, 
sort of think, is this what you're doing? Just taking people's yeah. feet all the time? <laughs> so then we have Chasen. So we've got Chasen and Jason. Chasen, he's got the little teeth. With the red hair. He's got like, does he have red hair? Is it like it's Auburn? Strange, this strange yeah, a little bit of an Auburn. henna thing happening. He's stuff. got a henna. He's got a lot of hair. Yeah. He's very sweet. She goes, why are you the way you are? And he says, which is such a question. He's like, well, I was short. She's like, no, look at you now. He's like, no, I was like a hermit crab. I stayed in and I played video games. She goes, I'm the same. I'm the same. I didn't go to prom. She's the same as everyone. I didn't go to prom. It was the same as, we already heard, this is the second time this episode we heard she didn't go to prom. I was invisible. She goes, oh my God. I, so then Chase It's all about other people's vulnerability and how it relates to her, her own scars. So then they kissed and Chasen was all over the moon. He had goosebumps. He's like, oh, oh my God. They are all, I will say, she, her relating to people's pain is putting yeah. people so at ease. Yeah. And it really is luring them in. And they're all like, oh my God, this is the woman for me. She meanwhile, makes feel seen. Meanwhile, Blake is on a mission combing his beard Combing, oh. I never need to see. I don't know what I <laughs> comb, uh, oh. combing his beard. Aren't we done with beards yet? I mean, I, I mean, and that shape of yeah, the beard. It, it was just, it came too much at the center. Like there was just too bushy. I think he has a very square Canadian. jaw. I think mm. he's a very square jaw. And I think he might need to reshape the shape of the beard. He also and then had he, a terrible shirt on. He had a shirt that you could only buy in Canada. <laughs> which was a floral shirt that then had around the edging of the collar and the buttons had like blue stitching. I can't. Yep. You, know, you, could, you could only buy. Really, it was a real Canadian shirt. So yep. then she, he shows up, the guy goes, didn't you lose? Which I thought was so great. So honest. It was such I an know. honest reaction. Anna is enjoying that. Anna, did you enjoy? Didn't you lose? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> he did lose. And yep. she looked, and he still excused himself. I was hoping that he was going to have a little more gumption to say, you know, dude, back <laughs> off. Yeah, but he was like, okay, you can have her. She looked so grossed out. She was like, what are you doing? And then it was Jay. Jay, the fitness director, was going on and on about how he wanted to open a gym and it was a yeah. journey, but he opened the gym. She was probably so thrilled when, yeah. when, I mean, can you imagine a more boring conversation? Yeah. So then he goes, so then Jay, the fitness director, goes and complains to all the guys, to the Chasens and the Jasons and whatever. And he goes, that's not big balls to me, bro. That's some loser. That's not big balls. You go, big balls? That's not big balls. You're a loser. You're still a loser. No big so balls. A poor loser. Yeah. Brian, what did you think about the big balls chatting? I actually <laughs> thought the guy who said you're a poor loser, that's not having big balls. I was watching and I was like, you know what? Good point. I did too. It was the guy, was Jordan. Like, Jordan, yeah. it wasn't long for the world, but he had a good point. And then, and then meanwhile. I was very impressed with Jordan in that moment. And I was me, looking forward to seeing me, Jordan differentiate himself. I agree with you. I was like, oh, Jordan. Yeah. He led the brigade. He looked handsome. He had his draped in linen in the desert, his white on white, looking yeah. cute. Meanwhile, we got crazy. We got crazy Blake. His beard's looking bonkers. He's got his Canadian shirt on. He went in for the kiss and she gave him the hand. That was, she was genuinely exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was proud. She was like, what? Like, are you crazy? She said, are you crazy to him? She goes, are you crazy? She goes, and he goes, I have not been rejected like that in a long time. What has he been doing? Honestly, just going up and ugh. Ugh. 
It was, he went from high in my rankings to like, whoa, it's time for I felt like I'd rather have Jordan stay and Blake go. Like Blake was creeper. Yeah. So then Brandon, when I say Jordan, I mean, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Cleveland, Brandon goes, she was like, so he pulls her aside after his big balls. And she goes, he goes, I knew, I knew I wanted to be here for you. I knew it. I knew it. She goes, well, uh, what did you know? What, did, what about oh, what? This, this is, is so an incredible right. scene. This, this is the, maybe one of the best scenes of all time. This <laughs> is an incredible this is, scene. Well, this well, is when her emotions are well, right under the surface. I saw you were the bachelorette, so I wanted to sign up. You were just so beautiful. She's like, um, okay. Well, is there anything else? Was there just anything else about me that, beside from my beauty that you wanted to sign up for? And he's like, um, he's like, I mean, I don't really know you on a personal level. She's like, I don't think any of these people here know me on a personal level. He's like, well, um, she goes, you know, they like my drive. They like that I stand up for myself. Anything other than my looks. And uh, he goes, well, I'm here to find love. And I know this is where he lost her. I'm here to find love. And I know that you feel it too. I know you feel it. There's been moments where you might not have said anything, but I know that you feel it. She goes, you know what? I'm going to cut you off. I don't feel it. I am here, not feeling it. Here comes I'm our gonna... feminist icon. Here comes our Susan yeah. B. Anthony coming and right through. Yet, yet again. I am going to have to ask, can I walk you out? I'm going to have to ask you to leave because she I am was, not she feeling was a it. suffragette in that moment. She, absolutely she, was. she put she on her moment. little suffragette, like her little hat. Uh-huh. And she was like, put she her. She was like. Frances McDormand was going to play her in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. She to got see very that. staunch. I can't wait to see Frances McDormand playing the bachelorette. Me, during well, they, they're, they're the same age. Practically. <laughs> That's age. true. That's they're true. The same age. She's a Hollywood 39. She's a Hollywood because 39. When I saw that Claire was in this, I was like, do you mean the woman who won the Oscar for three billboards? <laughs> yes. I have no idea. She's married. She's married to one of the, um, Joel the Cohen. Brothers. Joel Cohen. Joel the Cohen brothers. I mean, brothers. Talk, the Menendez brothers. Let's talk for a second about that scene. This scene <laughs> with Brandon. Brian, you get to go first. Tell me what you thought <sighs> watching him describe how he was so excited when she signed up. I've never seen a study in someone who, and this may be a <laughs> shitty thing to say, but I've never seen someone go from being handsome to I don't even uh, the office his face just changed. cringy. His face changed. His face, his hair changed. Like he got, his he went brow from being hot, changed. He literally his, went from being hot, hot, hot to like oh to like oh you're uncomfortable. Like you don't belong here. No, like, I agree with you. He got it was less, so, I've never from, seen all like one shot. Hot. <laughs> yeah. One shot, no cutaways. He mm-hmm. was so hot when he led the charge. Melted. And then he melted like a wax figure. Okay, Rana, Rana, Ms. Glickman, what do you have to say? I agree with Brian. He collapsed. It was a total implosion. Yeah. Yeah. And. No game. It was really exciting to watch because that's the other thing that's sort of fun about this show. It's the male ego is so precarious and they all have these plans that they want to execute. But if something doesn't go according to their plan. Can they pivot or can they not pivot? And he was just so busted in that (laughs) lie, I suppose. Though I didn't really understand. He had sort of half made sense for a second when he said, well, I don't know you. I mean, I mean, nobody knows you. He made the error of saying, as soon as I saw it was you. Without knowing me. 
Well, because he's been on six times. So yeah. he he made the error of saying this. He thought it was such a great line. The second I saw it was you, I signed up. And she's like, oh, really? Why? Like, I mean, that's an honest question. Yeah. If somebody said, I saw it was you, Arden, I like, oh, thank you. Like, what made, what made you want to apply? That he had not watched any of the other series. No, basically. he just wanted to be on the show. Katie, yeah. how did you feel about this scene? Katie, Anna, Katie, you first. I mean, this scene was spectacular. Okay. So I, I, I think he did think that it was like a smooth line. Like, oh, it was you. I would never do this, but it was you. But the way that she goes... What about me made you want to do it was just fishing so hard. And I was just like, oh, my God. Again, looking for that validation. He's an idiot. He should have been like, you're beautiful and you're independent and you're strong. And I really admire that in a woman. He totally yeah, it really flailed. took no creativity for him to come up with something. Yeah. And he couldn't yes. do it. He could have said anything. Like, Clearly not a so, smart guy. Yeah. You're so impressive. Yeah. But I just see the way anything. you yeah. enter a room and... The yeah. whole I mean, you, could, you know who you are. You can, you can, exactly. You know who you are. You have confidence. You're strong. Yeah. But it sort of exposed his ambition in a way, which was kind of fun. Which, that he you, wanted to be an influencer. Yeah, that all the, which all you talk about all these guys that want to get the Instagram numbers up or whatever. He was so clearly or, that. And she, it was satisfying to see him called out. Yeah. Hey, Anna. Did you feel like him saying, well, I know you're from Sacramento, but did you, were you like born there, fully raised there? And her being like... Why don't, what do you mean? Like, that was weird to me. Cause I was like, yes, well, I don't know if you were born or raised there. And I've watched you on this show. Like, I know you're from Sacramento. I know. I know. You know you don't actually tell us those details. Yeah. I well, it, it I completely agree. Like he was sort of trying to do that thing, which just didn't, which can either work beautifully or, do, or not work with sort of famous or well-known or whatever people, which is, I know who the world, the world thinks they know who you are, but I want to get to know the real you. Right. Right. So why don't you tell me about yourself instead of what I've read? Maybe it's true. Maybe yeah. it's not true. He, right. And she wasn't having any of that because she's not an actual famous person. So she, what she wants is for you to know everything about her Yeah, yeah. coming yeah. into it. He, not he, the thing where nobody really knows me. They just know what I give them. It's like meeting Angelina Jolie and saying, or she thought, and then saying like, sorry, I didn't catch your first name. Yes. yes. Right. Angelina. Say, yes. Ronna, <laughs> tell me your name again. I would give you $30 if you ever meet Angelina. I just so well, first no name. question. I would expect her to introduce <laughs> Tell I me your first get, name again. I'm sorry, I didn't get your first name. Again. Is it Angie? Is it Angie or Angelina? I would yeah. never. I would be so. I'm so sorry. I didn't so get sorry. your first name. What is your first name again? Okay. I know. I, didn't, I, didn't I know hear it. A hundred things, but I, your name is escaping me. It's escaping me. Okay. You've got to help me out. So then we have. We have Jason and Jason and Easy and Dale are the front runners. And then we have, so now Yosef has just decided since he got outed for being sending like dick pics to everybody, he's like, okay, I'll be the villain. Like, I think he thought he was going to be the sweet dad. And then last week he got called out. So he was like, okay, I'll be the villain. And he's like, I think she's classless. It was classless to ask the men to strip down. It's red flags, right and left, bad taste. And I'm going to tell her. And she she and her boobs rolling in their cocktail dress for the final party. Yes, in another and sequin number. Another sequin number. And yeah. the first guy that I don't know his name who pulled her aside first last time, who's so cute and sweet. And oh. I, don't, I think he did the fart ring. I don't remember his name. When he got the guy that she, he said, can I just grab? And she yeah. was like, no. She was like, no, Blake, can I talk to you for a second? And this yeah. is where you see her crazy because she goes, last night when you pulled me aside, it was a risk. 
And that risk was amazing. I want you to keep doing it over and over. Here's a rose. And um, I want you to have your mind and your heart at ease. And I don't know why I didn't want to kiss you last night, but I definitely want to kiss you tonight. And he was like, I'm on cloud nine again. And I thought, you're crazy. And you just enabled crazy to be crazier. Rana. Do you think that the producers made her do that because of what's going on with the other guy? It felt that way. It felt that they needed some kind of a competition, some other storyline. I don't know, Brian, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, maybe. Although, I don't know. It, it just, she also seems like the type who really wants this vision of hers of what a man should be and what a relationship to, should be to put him through all the paces. Like, my man's got to work really hard to get to him. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. you know what I mean? He's got to like, People like if, if it means that his friends hate him, then that's what it means because I'm his queen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's right. I don't know what fantasy world she's living in. Right. Well, then, so then I did Gail- appreciate though the night before when she said, I appreciate what you've done, but I don't want to disrespect these other guys. Yeah. yeah. She, that felt very adult and very. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a part of her that's very sweet with the guys. I think she's sweet on a group date. I think she's nice individually to the guys. I think she's just a little bonkers. I know next week we have Jerry on our uh, rookie of the year and he hates her. I am enjoying her, but I do think she has damage. I like her. I I like, I'm enjoying her. She's good TV. She's she's definitely good TV. She's a fun bachelorette. So then, so then um, Dale pulls her aside and she's like, (laughs) and then she's like, oh, quarantine is so long, (laughs) hugging. Oh, and then she puts, she saved the, she saved, Brian, you start, you want to talk about this. Just the, it. It, it yeah. just made me so uncomfortable. A, because was that his mask or was that somebody else's? I mean, somebody we're just else's. living in a time where yeah, that maybe shouldn't happen. And B, just the idea that she, if, if she probably didn't, but in my head, she hung back on the set. Yes. She talked which one was his. Yes. She waited till everyone left and then she just slipped one in that her she bra couldn't and even like that she out. couldn't even just go kiss him. That he oh. actually removed it and was like, yes, just kept kissing he did. And then he goes so uncomfortable with it. And then she goes, can I just kiss you for a second? And like, like she's so horny for him. And he, he pulls it out and then she goes, my dreams are coming true. And, um, and then I did enjoy at the end, the tag with Bennett. Welcome to chalet Bennett and uh, Chateau Bennett. And they were sitting there with their sheet masks, which was really cute. And I thought that was charming. I actually like Bennett as a character. I don't think he's 35, but except for he is a Connecticut 36. I find him fun. I think he's a fun one to keep around. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's, she's batshit. She's just crazy. Well, uh, the thing that, that disappointed me was this idea that the rules of engagement have been thrown out the window now, because I really have been enjoying, because she's zeroed in on Dale. Yeah. I like that the side story is that all these guys are kind of having a fun time together in their all Yeah, having a vacation during pandemic. But now that there's this other element of no, oh, all the rules are off. Everyone can go on any date, or that they didn't punish Blake in any way for whatever oh, that right. was. Uh, I think they're trying to have any other storyline, but Dale, 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 Dale. Quite then, honestly. Easy said, "Well, I guess all bets are off. We can all do whatever we need to do." And now, now I'm 
upset that they're going to get too competitive. Though it seems like maybe they're all going to be brought together by another event sometimes. I mean, there's no way this isn't, this is like already a slow moving car crash. There's no way this isn't going to hit the median at some point soon. Brian. Oh, well, how much time does this take place? Sorry to interrupt. Usually when the whole filming, I think normally is about three months. Um, oh, because normally they're in Calabasas and then they, they do a trip in the United States and then they go, then they go overseas somewhere and then there's hometown dates and they do fantasy suite dates and then they go meet the other families and like, but now they're all just locked at La Quinta. Yeah. But ABC, it's a huge hit for them and they need the episodes. So normally it's like 22 episodes, but it might be shorter. <laughs> it might be like three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you guys, we love when you leave us reviews. Here's a few we got this week. Five stars, the absolute best by LB12590. I've been listening to Art and the Gang for years. My best friend and I recap the episodes the way they recap the show. The laughs and honestly cries I've had listening to Will You Accept This Rose have kept me sane for a long time. Long live the Bone Zone. Thank you, LB. Doesn't that make you happy every time you hear Bone Zone, Anna? It's my dream. <laughs> we have one five-star review, Fan for Life by Busted Superman. Hilarious, searing, and sometimes poignant seg- poignant send-up of the most glorious, long-running show in all of trash television. These girls are so smart, talented, and insightful, and funny. You'll be laughing out loud. My, my fiancé and I still use, but his future, to refer to certain dudes because of this show. That was you, Anna. And yeah. fans will know what I mean. My <laughs> only wish is that they would make Lacey Mosley, a permanent guest, and that my tweet of the week here and, and that my tweet of the week wins here and there. TOTW here and there. Wait, and that my TOTW here and there? What is that? Tweet. TOT of the. Okay, whatever. So great. You don't even know. We need to watch The Bachelor to enjoy. Well, thank you, Busted Superman. We appreciate you. Um, we got one. I just want to read. It's five, it was one star by I Am Ambivalent, Caddy and Cruel. I used to be an avid listener of this podcast and would eagerly await it after every episode. Lately, I've had trouble getting through it. They seem to have forgotten that contestants are real people and routinely make catty and cruel comments about people's appearances, age, or mental state in order to tear others apart to build themselves up. I feel like they used to show contestants empathy, and now they just assume everyone is an idiot with the worst intentions. I know they think they're outsiders and underdogs, and this gives them license to pick people apart, but it has a very Katie Heron as Mean Girl vibe, and it really bums me out. Well, I'm very, I mean, truly, I'm so sorry that that is how it reads to you. That's never been ever my intention of anything that I've done. Um, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I don't know if it was the, I don't, sometimes when we do draft picks, it's all, it is all just based on a photo, and I can see how that might be. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm trying to build myself up with, I don't feel better than anybody. I don't think I've made fun of anybody's age. I'm an adult lady over 40. Can I just say these people who go on this reality show, who for the most part um, live very nice privileged lives. They can handle a few jokes. Like I'm not worried about these people. Like we don't go that hard. We make jokes. I've, heard i mean like have you seen reddit it's like these people there are actual cruel and catty people we make jokes i'm also these people are going to survive and i i can't it's hard for me because like if i was even to get like political for a moment like 
I'm sorry. Did you see Claire Post about Black Lives Matter? No. I think she can survive us saying we don't like her dress. You know, like, give me a break. I don't think this is necessary. I, I feel like we try to always have humanity. I mean, to me, I, you know, like the reality is, I don't think, how about this? I don't feel that this tone of our show has changed over the years. I feel that it's been, you know, and every time anybody new comes on, I always try to tell everybody we don't hate watch it. We legitimately are rooting for people. I don't think it's ever mean spirited and it's a silly show. Like, and so I certainly wouldn't, I'm sorry if that's how you feel. That is not my intention. It's not how I operate in life. And, and if that's how you feel like, you know, I don't think it's changed. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other listeners feel differently. But, um, you know, I don't, there's no part of me that gets any pleasure tearing somebody apart for their age or like to make my, like, I'm 46 years old. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. I'm not coming after anybody in Hollywood. Like, I'm not, I don't know. What am I supposed to say? So there we go. I'm just going to leave that at that. That's it. We're watching a TV show we think is silly and wild, and we're just a bunch of idiots commenting on it. Yeah, I don't I, feel like it's picking up in any way when I'm like, I don't like that dress. It's like I just don't like that dress. It's that simple. It's like I don't know, whatever. I guess I don't feel like we've changed. So if this, if you don't like us, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't think we're a mean spirited show. It is a comedy show, and it is. Look, it is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe, maybe we're not your cup of tea. Maybe we're not your cup of tea. I think a lot of people might just enjoy more factual sh- podcasts and not necessarily a comedy podcast about the show. Um, here's one from Danny O'Connell. Five stars. Do not listen while driving. This podcast is the light of my life. Arden and all of her guests constantly keep me cackling. I have a 45-minute drive to and from work and reserve this podcast for those drives. But sometimes I'm laughing too hard, especially when Arden and the gang can't stop laughing. I was pulled over last week for swerving in my lane. Luckily, the officer let me off with a warning. Thank you, Arden, for doing the Lord's work and being someone's happiness and escape love 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 you congratulations on your book oh my god danny that i mean first of all i'm glad you're safe second of all i'm glad you didn't get a ticket i love you can't listen while driving that thrills me that's why we do this everybody needs an escape we all need the community that's why we're here that's truly the journey that we're on i mean doesn't that make you feel happy anna and katie yes it does. okay here we go here's an email from Beth B, the subject is laugh farts. <laughs> I'm an hour and change into the podcast, and I am crying so hard I am weeping. The farting orgasm was inspired. Thank you for being a gem in this shit burger of a week. I've only been listening for the last nine months or so, and I find all of your lineups really good, but the folks in this pod just had amazing chemistry. That was Rob and Greg Grunberg and Aaron Foley. My husband wanted to know what I was howling over. XO. XO Beth B. That's what we're talking about. I'm so glad. I'm so glad people that, you know, look, me having an orgasm while farting and baying at the moon may not be for everybody, but I'm glad that it's for Beth B. And the winner of this week's shirt. And if you buy, if you buy my book and you want to be uh, in the running to have me mail you a shirt, um, you can just screen grab your receipt and send it to rosepodcast at gmail.com is Melanie Graves. Congratulations, Melanie. Email me and be like, hey girl, I won the shirt. Tell me what size you want and where you want me to send it 
to. And if you haven't bought it, you can still order it uh, anywhere. If you order it from Skylight Books, you can get a, I can do a custom, like I can write to you. There's a way for you, or you can give it as a gift. I can do a custom writing. And I really appreciate, it actually really helps people find the book if you leave a nice review on Amazon and or Goodreads. That helps people find it and it helps um, me increase my chances of selling a second book. Brian, you read it. I loved it. Are you kidding me? I loved it. I read it in like a day. I think so it's a good pandemic and book. And, it, wonderful. and Ms. Rana, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's everything that you are, this book. It's it is. It's eccentric. It's fun. You feel like you're hanging out with the person you wish was one of your best friends, which I, I wish I could say that Adam was one of my best friends. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Ron? I feel, I feel a very deep connection to Miss Adam. So I feel I do too. very and flattered I, to be on your podcast. Today. Can I also tell you, I do too. And I was very flattered to be on. You should, if you guys are like, I don't know where to start with, I mean, just start. Start with your episode. Uh, start with my twice, episode. Yeah. I've been on twice. Start with my episode. And I'm not, as you know, you could tell, obviously, Rana and Brian are funny. That's no joke. Their dynamic is spectacular. It's a whole world. But I will say, I actually, both times I've been on as a, as a guest, like I love giving advice, but I feel like no matter, I feel like Rana really is in the zone. It's oh. always better. She's got the right advice. She speaks we, in the heart. She's no we nonsense. We both give genuine advice to the best of our abilities, Brian and I. We do what, we, we, do what we can do. It's such but a great we po- so much fun doing it. We love our audience so much. They're so genuine and they write us the best letters. And we're hoping we're helping people. I mean, who knows? There could be a boomerang effect. We're going to find out we ruined everybody's lives. <laughs> well, I truly... In the meantime, we're enjoying doing the show. I'll be honest with you. I've been so excited that you were going to be a part of it this season. And that when you said you were going to watch The Bachelor... Oh, I'm going to keep watching. Well, will you come back? We want to if hear what you if think. If you'll have me. If you'll Are have you kidding me? me? Brian, will you come back? Brian, will you keep watching? Okay, we would love to have both of you back and see where where you think about her love. I mean, you're part of the family now. You can't be the sister podcast and not come. We need to find I'm out. De- I'm delighted to be under the umbrella. Well, let me hear some. To be the Radcliffe to your Harvard. Sure, Can there I just, you go. There you go. There you go. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, how do you think this is all going to end? Terrifically. Oh, in, oh the ha, ev, happily ever after, definitely. I suppose. Married with everything that she could oh, ever want. Oh, definitely. The it only thing I want to know is, can I get custody of that golden retriever when all of this explodes? <gasps> oh, my God. Here. That golden. That he doesn't golden. deserve that dog. Mm-hmm. That That's dog such a, a cute dog. That dog's a star. Okay, I'm going to read like six tweets. That So we get hundreds of tweets. And if you guys want to participate at home, you tag me or Anna at Artemarine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N and or Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and then do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R and just get them done before like 1.30 in the morning Pacific time on Tuesday nights. If you want to be entered in Tweet of the Week, Anna, like Anna filters through, she sends me like 20 or 30 tweets. I narrow it down to about six or seven, and then we pick two, we pick the top two, and then we vote on the number one. Okay, ready? This is from our girl Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. 
theory. Bennett's 36-year-old son, Bennett Jr., was supposed to be on the show, but his father, 65-year-old <laughs> Bennett Sr., got sick of staying home with his wife, the lovely Eunice, locked Bennett Jr. in a closet, and took his place. <laughs> well, there, that's your Connecticut 37 right there. there you go. I, absolutely, I absolutely believe that. I also would believe that Bennett's in a relationship with his own mother. Definitely. <laughs> Eunice, no doubt about it. I would, and she told him to smell good as a, when he when he went to St. Oh. Bernard. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Liz Toonkill at Jizzy Lizzie Raps. Claire threatened to go home and go to bed, and every woman over 30 felt seen. No kidding. Yeah. Right? I was like, well, that's a that's a date. I felt <laughs> sounds I, great. I'll just go home and go to bed. Great. Oh, Wonderful. I've I've absolutely pulled that move in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, here Where we are. I said, there's no reason for me to be here. Yeah. No. Should I yeah. just go home and go to bed? I, I why not? I have to say. I'd rather be home watching The Bachelorette. Totally. She's, I mean, that is, okay, Jizzy Lizzy raps. That's a very good tweet. Sham Sham at Sham Sham 213. I know I'm not the youngest or the skinniest or the prettiest girl in the room, but I am the only girl at the resort. And outside these walls is a giant infectious hellscape. So (laughs) (laughs) sure. Yeah. Those are the options. That's the, that's the TV guide description of the show. (laughs) This is from Bonnie Revis at dance. Bonnie. How I imagine Claire and Bennett's conversation went. Now, if you remember, yeah. she was like, "Excuse me, I." This is when she cut herself off. I, I, I just, I have to, I just have to. I, so this yeah. is what we didn't see. This is how she imagines it went. Um. So, are you close with your family? Yeah, they all visited me at Harvard all the time. What's your favorite color? Harvard's color, crimson. Yep. What's your dog's name? Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He loves it. That's his calling card. I have to say it was fun to see because I feel like that has become a bit of a convention in comedy. Yeah. People do that thing. uh, Yeah. Can I just, I'm going to one second because I want to, and then I'm going to, where they do that thing where the train of thought is cutting themselves off and you sort of think, oh, we've seen that before. And she genuinely. She did it. I mean, it was a completely genuine yep. performance of, uh, can I, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I just, I'm just so I, sorry. I just, I, I'm going to, yeah. I need, yeah. You know what? If it I ever wonderful. have an audition where I have to do that authentically, watch her performance. Watch that scene when talking to Bennett. Yeah. Okay. This is from Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. Bruh. How you giving a foot massage with her shoe still on? Truly. That was <laughs> defied everything. Yeah. Okay, and this is why well, wants the top of their foot massage. Do you want no. the bottom? Of your foot? Yeah. yeah. This is from Seth Vat. This is the photo, okay? This That's is the photo. of uh, Blake. This is a picture of Blake combing his beard. Yes. And it's Harrison Ford's witness. <laughs> it says at at Seth Vatt at Baseball One, here's Blake Moynes out for a midnight stroll looking to feed on any unsuspecting Amish in the area. Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm going to narrow it down to I'm going to nominate. Liz Tunkle at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Claire threatened to go home and go to bed and every woman over 30 felt seen. Mm-hmm. And then what is the second? And then maybe the, I'm the only girl here. Which one do you want for the I second? I like the Bennett Eunice one. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. What was okay. the second one that you read? The second one was every woman threatened to go home. I, I, I threatened to go home and go to bed and every woman over 30 felt seen. That was the second one. 
Uh-huh. And the first one. So the first one is Shane Constant at Trixie Firecracker. Theory. We'll do these two. Theory. Bennett's 36-year-old son, Bennett Jr., was supposed to be on the show, but his father, 65-year-old Bennett Sr., got sick of staying home with his wife, the lovely Eunice, locked Bennett Jr. in a closet, and took his place. So do we want Bennett Jr. or do we want uh, do we want Bennett Jr. or do we want uh, uh, every woman over 30 felt seen? I will say, because I don't want to be the deciding vote. I'll go with Bennett Jr. Me too. Okay, I'm going to go with Rana. Bennett Jr. Tana. Bennett Jr. Okay, Katie. I'm going to say over 30. All right. Well, uh, Cheyenne Constant, you've got your first win of this season at Trixie Firecracker. Theory Bennett's 36-year-old son, Bennett Jr. was supposed to be on the show, but his father's 65-year-old Bennett Sr. got sick of staying home with his wife, the lovely Eunice, locked Bennett Jr. in a closet and took his place. You win. Um, I... I cannot thank you for your support of my book enough. I mean, truly, I I had so many people say to me, what can I do? And like, you guys did it all. I just want to say on your podcast. We're crazy about you. What can we say? I feel the same way. And you're a unique and important voice. And so we want people to hear that voice. And you, you. And I have to say, you have been beyond impressive. Beyond impressive about how you have been getting the word out and how hard you're fighting for the book to find its audience. Thank you. It's been absolutely wonderful. So there's certain people ask you to do something. And there's some people that you just don't have to ask. You just want to do it for them. Well, I really appreciate that because I'll be honest. It is a, it's a, What's been what was so nice about being on your podcast? I mean, it's hard in a pandemic because you don't get the, you can't tour and you don't get the people that might stumble into an event or be at a stand-up show or whatever. And so it's, you know, the people that are going to buy it are generally going to buy it, but then like you lose all the other ones that might've stumbled in or come to. And so I know I, a lot of people email, like I know people bought it from hearing it on your podcast. They emailed. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And um, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Ronna Glickman. Uh, you can find me slash the podcast at Ask Rana on Instagram. And of course, we're on iTunes and this one and that one, wherever podcasts are. Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. And you can also follow my personal Instagram if you want to, which is at Rana Glickman, though. I'm very upset because we're verified on Ask Rana and I'm not verified on Rana Glickman. And if someone can explain to me how this world works, I'd love to know. I have no idea. And you should be, that is a freaking national and every time. Tuesday our podcast comes out every Tuesday wherever you get podcasts great and then we have a Patreon uh, a, a special bonus different show entirely that comes out on Fridays where we have a very robust community which includes a book club so. well, patreon.com slash askrana and I would yeah. also encourage people to follow askrana and get Ronna Glickman verified at Ronna Glickman. And I'm at Brian Safi everywhere. And then it also they should, is. and they can also listen to you on Attitudes. You can listen to me on Attitudes anytime you want. Are and you groceries? And, and groceries. Gro- oh, groceries that I love. I will listen to anything either of you are on. I listen to everything both of you are on. Are oh. you back at work on 911, Brian? I am. Not like, well, yes, we're, the season is back. And I've, I've been back uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think. Did they bump you up? No. I, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> 
Thanks, I'm going to call Ryan Murphy. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to see you later in the season to see what happens. That means you're going to have to keep watching. And you were such wonderful guests. I know our listeners are just going to love you. And uh, stay safe. Have fun at the Carriage House. Say hello to the beautiful fall in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Yes, we will, dear. What I a believe you got me addicted to this swell now. Yeah, I have to watch this now. You're but what can I do? I'm in. I'm in. You're in. You can yeah. say no, but we'd love to have you back. I'm all, I'm all in on the show. Whether or not you have me back or not, I'm still going to keep. We're watching. gonna have you back. I would never make you keep watching, and uh, you're back. <laughs> we can't wait to. It's only going to be two more episodes. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Great. <laughs> all right, Anna Hosnier at Anna Hosnier. On Twitter at Anna Hosnier. At KT underscore money on uh, and everything. You guys stay safe. We'll be back. And we also have our, we have our Patreon. You can, if you're like Art and I want more of this hellscape, I need to escape. Hop on. We're doing Bachelorette New Zealand. There's two bachelorettes. There's a stripper that's a dad and a chocolatier. Oh. Uh, there's a mole that like is like implanted in the house. It's a blast. And then we can see so you can, there's a way to watch the episodes for free on bachelorarchive.com. All right, you guys, until next week. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. When you accept this rose, oh, you accept this rose into your Accept this rose into your world. Will You Accept This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.